1: Check, check, check. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming to this first live production of Métis in Space.
2: Métis in Space, 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 Space,
1: Space. (laughs) Produced live in front of a studio audience. I want to begin, of course, by acknowledging that we are here on the unceded traditional and ancestral territory of the Hunkameenam-speaking Musqueam people. My name's Dave Gertner. I'm a uh, postdoctoral fellow in the First Nations Studies Program, um, First Nations and Indigenous Studies Program, I should say, here at the University of British Columbia. And we're, we're super excited to have uh, Chelsea Vowell and Molly Swain um, here to do this, this live podcast of Métis, Métis in Space. I know for me, podcasting is a way that I get the majority, probably 80% of my information these days. And this podcast has been um, hugely influential for me, Um, being both a sci-fi nerd and someone who works um, in critical Indigenous studies. um, It's really a highlight of my week um, to listen to these podcasts. And I think it's really exciting um, to have them here um, recording with us. So it's going to be a really fun, uh, interactive day. Um, I just want to say a few thank yous to some of the sponsors for this event. Um, First to the First Nations House of Learning um, for providing the space, the beautiful um, Staiwatan Hall um, here. Thank you very much to um, the First Nations House of Learning. I also want to say a really, really big thank you to CITR, to Alex and Robin for doing all the tech for us today, getting the speakers set up making sure that we had the visuals for what we're gonna to watch. Um, today, they put in a lot of work um, and, uh, and um, have helped out with the department throughout the year. Um, I think the involvement between the academy um, and community radio is a really important one and we're really trying to draw some more connections there. So thank you guys so much for coming out to this. Um, in terms of sponsors, I also wanna thank um, the Vancouver Indigenous Media Arts Festival, who helped us get the word out today, um, they are doing great things in Vancouver around new media stuff like this, and it was a great time for us to pair up with them. Um, I also want to thank, in terms of media sponsors, Indian and Cowboy Media, who made teen in Space um, are a part of. Um, they've been. Uh, um, a great supporter of Indigenous New Media. If you haven't checked them out before, um, make a note. The first thing you do when you get out of here is to Google Indian and Cowboy Media um, and look at all the great podcasts that they have available. So there's tons of stuff that you can be listening to after this. And then um, the biggest thank you um, needs to go to the First Nations and Indigenous Studies Program um, and the chair of that program, uh, Daniel Heath-Justice, who provided the funds um, for us today um, for this event. Um, So making it possible to fly these two out from Montreal all. We had a a lovely dinner at Salmon and Bannock last night. um, And we've got lots of cookies, coffee, and juice um, over uh, on the side there. So please everyone have a drink um, in their hand. Um, Enjoy that, uh, the juice and cookies there. And I want to say also we will be um, moving to Kerner's pub for the after party um, after this, uh, where we're going to be joined um, our our good friend uh, Daniel Both. Um, Métis scholar is also defending his dissertation as we speak um, right now, so everyone be sending good thoughts um, to Daniel, um, and they're going to be joining us there as well. So it's going to be a really great celebration of these two um, lovely people and of um, a, a, a brand new, um, I'm, I'm sure, a brand new PhD um, uh, in the next hour or so. So this event is going to be recorded for a future podcast, so keep that in mind. Um, you're going to, um, if you are, are yelling or whooping, you might hear that in the future, so control yourself. Um, And as I said before, there are um, refreshments on the side. Please feel free to help yourself there. Um, Otherwise, um, that's it for me. I'm going to pass the mic over to um, Christy Lee, who's going to give a welcome to the space. And then um, we're going to bring up our hosts, um, uh, Salia Joseph and and Lindsay Cornham. Um, So please um, join me in welcoming um, Christy Lee onto the stage for the welcome.
3: Haitchka, thank you. It's up away, Nasiam Nasiya, Anthaskaklia Talitin Atla, Humatkuyum. High tip ko meetup kui name to staywatan lailem tanashwail. High tip ko meetup ku name to kalahan tamashwail. Tanasal seatla mele, eleno, chosim, sit samkin, kayapalano, tall same, a will se muktuh ittaasiam. Aitan sholo and kutznikut tanashkol's makan. Good morning, my honoured and respected friends. My name is Skaklia. My English name is Christy Charles, and I come from Musqueam. I also come from tsleil and I also come from Squamish as well. My ancestors come from this territory. We've been living here for thousands of years, and where we are um, located today, just right here, is our old warrior village, uh, Cullahan. I'm going to share a song with you today to relate to what you're talking about. Um, I understand you watch videos and talk about uh, decolonization uh, within your podcasts, and today we're going to watch a Star Trek video. And uh, one thing I'd like to say is my papa, um he's passed away, but he was a great carrier of our language and a dancer of our sacred masks. And uh, he was a huge Trekkie as well, huge Trekkie. So um, when he was in the hospital just before he went home, I used to go and sit with him and and visit him in his room. And uh I'd say, "Oh, Papa, how do I say this?" or "How do I say that?" and one day I went in there and he was sitting in his bed watching a Star Trek episode and um he was telling me things and we'd sit and watch the show and then I'd ask him, "Oh, hey, Papa, how do you say this?" and then he'd tell me and then we'd watch the show. And then I said, "Thank you." I was like, "Oh, haichka, Papa. Haichka for telling me." And he looks at me, and he bows his head down really serious, and he looks up, he goes, no, haichka. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> so <clears throat> so I'm going to share a song with you, and this is about our warriors, and it's about decolonization, and it's about standing up for who we are and, and moving forward in, in this new crazy world. <clears throat> So shoutouts to the organizers and these beautiful ladies for creating these podcasts, podcasts and creating a voice of change. This is just who we are. Yo, a keeper of these stars, warriors of these lands. This is just who we are. Keeper of the stars, warriors of the lands. Oh yeah. This is just what we do. Check this out. the spirits lifting see the rock shape shifting it's a giftin' what we're here to do yeah we pulling through visions withdrew brought to this brand new who knew this magic we could do yo it's all for you yeah it's all for you ah uh, yeah this is just who we are, yeah, keeper of these stars. This is just who we are, yeah, warriors of the lands. Doing what we can do, yo, we pulling through. Visions withdrew, brought to this brand new. Who knew this magic we could do? Yo, it's all for you. Check this out. I'm just a girl descending to the spirit world. That's my word, love. Herbs in my cooking, minds in these books and these archives. Keeping these ancestors alive. Yo, together we ride. Yeah, brothers got the seat. History repeat, and the freedom greets us, and the goodness it treats us on the daily. Always gotta be a lady and protect my babies. Oh, yeah. This is just who we are, keeper of the stars. This is just who I am, yo, warrior of the land. Doing what I can do, yeah, we pulling through. Visions withdrew, brought to this brand new. Who knew this magic we could do? Yeah, it's all for you. Oh yeah. oh yeah, check this out. This is just who we are, keeper of these stars, warrior of the land, doing what we can do, yeah, we pulling through, what visions withdrew, brought to this brand new, who knew this magic we could do, yeah, it's all for you. I turn the CC, I would turn the CC, Eatin' Star Mate to Well Moksyam, yeah, eating Star Mate to Well Moksyam, see, I am not afraid, yes, I am not afraid, I'm a warrior for my people, I'm a warrior for my people. Oh, yeah, check this out. This is just what I do I keep it true to the stick game 10,000 years this shit can't never change Yo it's only the name my thoughts used to make me insane never understand what they were saying Just a game you were playing got everybody praying around everybody hearts beat laying on the ground Can you feel the sound? Oh yeah <laughs> This is just who we are, yeah, keeper of these stars. This is just who we are, yeah, warriors of these lands. Doing what we can do, yeah, we pulling through. Visions withdrew, yeah, brought to this brand new. Who knew this magic we could do, yeah, it's all for you. Oh, yeah. Hi, Tepka. Hi, Tepka.
4: Hello. Hello. Uh
5: so Tance uh Chelsea Vannetziga speaking, but my name to actually not seen, but a new in uh Montrealica Egua. Um ni so nit to tennisin eh mira. PHuta. So uh my name is Chelsea Val. I'm from Lac Sainte-Anne, Alberta, which is a Métis community. Um we live in Montreal right now and uh, I was just saying I have two daughters and and one on the way. So that's my intro. Um, also, you might be familiar with my other work. Uh, I, I also blog as a Pitaogosusan, which is impossible to spell. So just look for Chelsea vowel, and then you'll find it. Right? I, I never like, I never uh, set up that blog thinking that anybody but me was gonna <laughs> read it. So I didn't, I didn't think about accessibility of names and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we just. Uh, we just decided to do this as a side fun project, and now it's like the awesomest thing we do, <laughs> for sure.
6: So. Molly uh, Swain, also living in Montreal. Sorry, my name is Molly Swain. I'm from Calgary, originally, Treaty 7. Uh, and yeah, also, yeah, living in Montreal, recently escaped from McGill, thankfully. Um, and yeah, much the same. No kids yet, working on it. Uh, she wants eight. <laughs>
2: Just family band. Just say family it.
6: band. The Swains. Keep an it, keep it ear to the ground. Uh, so yeah, much the same. So I think uh, the way that this is going to go is kind of we wanted to uh, basically invite everybody to basically do the podcast with us, sort of. So we're going to do it basically exactly how we do it. Yeah, in, you're going to be in pulled into room. the process. Yeah. Uh, so the way this is going to work is um, we recommend everybody, yeah, grab some coffee or tea or juice or water or whatever it is. Uh, we always like to have a drink in a hand. Uh, when, we, when we do this, uh, we're going to watch the episode. Um, Chelsea and I will be furiously writing notes. Feel free to also furiously write notes if that's your thing. And then we're going
5: to sit up here and lay it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's it. It's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. So, any questions about that? No, right? Because it's simple. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this, like, if, you, if you're kind of on the verge of like maybe
6: thinking about podcasting or getting into radio or doing anything like that, like we really hope that this is kind of what pushes you over the edge because it's so easy. It's almost, like, a crime. It's so easy we
5: can do it. Yeah. I mean, really. And, and, yeah, like, if you have questions about that, like, if you're, like, whoa, how do I podcast? I want to go do that right now. Please definitely ask us that, because we wanted to have time to, like, do a whole, like, thing on podcasting, um, but we just don't have that time. But we can, like, we can shift. We can, like, meld space-time. We can bend it and kind of do that if that's what you ask. Yeah. yeah? So, yeah, expect that. Um, and, yeah, I guess
6: just one more thing is... Uh, We tried really hard to get the episode, we're gonna be watching it off of Netflix. So any technical difficulties are on us. It's not on the wonderful people who have been helping us out. It's totally And
5: that's part of the process too. You should see the kind of technical difficulties we experience all the time. There's sometimes some cursing and throwing and we're always blaming the internet. But yeah. So that if if that happens, that's actually like more authentic. That's the real deal. Don't put them together. They're like, it's like crossing some lightsabers. (laughs) And now, before a live studio audience. (laughs) Uh, The very first totally live
6: studio audience episode of Métis in space. space, space, space,
5: space, space, space.
2: Tea in space!
6: space, 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 space. Alright, so Tansé Níto Témtík, and welcome to Otapem Suusgoiwa Kitsikissikuk Métis in
5: Space. We are your hosts, Molly Swain right. Diakason, Chelsea Val Diakason, Otuuskwannik Níto Tsen, Mantusakaiknik To Tsen, wow. to There
6: we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're doing a live episode this fine afternoon. Um, it's not evening for once, and... It's evening for us. Yeah, it's evening somewhere. It's always evening somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we want to do a few shout-outs before we uh, get going. We want to say a big, giant thank you to Dave and Lindsay and Celia for kind of showing us around uh, the ropes... Around the ropes. Around the ropes?
5: Yeah, all around. What ropes? Every, every rope. There were ropes involved? Did yeah. I miss
6: that part? It was later. That sounds interesting. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, we also want to say a huge, huge thank you to Christy Lee, um, who gave us an amazing intro. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. And a beautiful song. Um, I don't know if y'all liked it. I was really digging it. And um, yeah, we're hoping to maybe get the song on there too. We're gonna ask. Her yeah, and see if, yeah, she, see if she's great. into it. Um, and as, as has been said, uh, we're on muscum territory. So big, big thanks to those folks. It's absolutely gorgeous here. Um, we've been completely loving it.
5: We're not jealous. We're not covetous. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. Not, we're not we're cool with where we live. And In, yeah. And the pollution and the the heat. The yeah. And the, the, the overwhelming the punishing jungle hell. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Fine. We love that. Yeah. We thrive on that. Yeah. Forget your cool ocean breezes. We don't need them. No, I don't need that.
6: No. no, I don't. I don't need the beautiful wildlife, the the beautiful or giant the flowers, the that
5: fresh smell. Oh. Who wants that? Okay, we could we could Give do this for asphalt. hours. We've been we actually have
6: been doing this for <laughs> yeah, hours. We need to this. that's true. That's true. All right. So,
5: um, oh, tell us about the show. Yeah, what, what so. What did we watch
6: today? We, we decided to do, you know, continue, continue the trend. Uh, this was a special one, so we needed to do Star Trek. We decided to skip uh, Deep Space Nine, uh, kind of in the, in the orders of Star Trek, uh, mm. mainly because there's a lot in Deep Space Nine that we would have to go through, and I don't think I'm emotionally ready to deal with that yet. <laughs> uh, so we decided to watch uh, Star Trek Voyager, uh, the infamous, uh, and it's season two, episode nine, tattoo, where Chakotay resolves some of
5: his daddy issues. Does he really? I mean, I don't know. Can you ever just really inter- resolve your daddy no. issues? No, there's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he just like internalizes them in a deeper fashion. But Ooh. okay, but that's the synopsis. Yeah. Yes. And uh, what's our drink for the evening? The drink Afternoon. for the evening is whatever you're drinking. Yeah. I got I got some great like stuff, and I'm sure you guys got some great stuff. Yeah. There Cheers. You go. Cheers. Clink clink. <laughs> all right let's get into it okay
6: so oh wait so how much do you know about voyager are you a voyager person
5: uh not really no i kind of like stuck with uh the next generation i watched a little bit of voyager um i didn't realize that at any point uh chakotay was gonna get naked so is does that happen more often because that might make me a not voyager not person. as far as i can tell uh, uh but yeah okay so not so much but
6: you obviously big trekkie uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started on Voyager because uh, you everybody told with me. with Voyager? No, I didn't start with okay. Voyager. I started on Voyager relatively recently, mainly because I had a bunch of friends telling me that Janeway was a lesbian, so I had to watch it. Uh, and she's definitely queer, totally. Yeah, she's um, awesome, though. Yeah, and they, they, do, they do kind of like in the first couple seasons, they try to get Chakotay and Janeway together, and it like never works out because it's really awkward. Yeah. And also Chakotay is one of those like men of color in Star Trek who's never really allowed to have a sexuality. That's no, no, no. That's yeah. Or be sexual. Yeah, yeah. That's colonialism. Uh, so you know that that never really panned out. Uh, but there's some there's some definite like pretty good queer subtext in later seasons. Uh, but Voyager is kind of known for being one of the worst Star Treks. Not as bad as Enterprise, which we don't talk oh, about or whatever. No, watch no, for. That, that that didn't happen. No, yeah, yeah it didn't happen. No. Um, but you know, you know, Voyager Voyager is actually a really interesting Star Trek. I think because it's got a couple things. It's got you know a woman captain, which mm-hmm. I actually really like. Janeway. She's a bit of a tyrant sometimes, but. You gotta be, I think, if you're gonna be. a, a She reminds star Trek me of Catherine Captain.
5: Hepburn with the whole like the hair. Oh, yeah, the hair, the yeah, the hair is hair. awesome when she takes down her voice. hair too. Yeah, like,
6: everything around her head is still super poofy, and then she's yeah. got this long thing in the back, and you're like, how is even? Yeah, is that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like magical Star Trek hair. Um, but yeah, so Voyager's different because it doesn't take place in uh, the Alpha Quadrant. It's kind of where you know they don't have a home base. You know, there's no. They don't go to Earth. They don't go to any star bases. They get thrown, are they nomadic? Are they nomadic? Yeah. They they. They're sort of nomadic, it's like if, I guess it's like lost insofar as they're just lost.
5: But isn't, doesn't that, isn't that nomadic?
6: I, oh yeah, totally. Just wandering
5: around, just, lost? Yeah, not just really Just like, having, where are we now? Yeah. Where are we now? We're nomadic, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah that's, know. I
6: mean, that's me. Yeah, whose territory is this? Does yeah. it matter? No. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> this is, these are empty lands, oh, good, good thing these are empty. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, no, it's interesting, because they don't, they don't have any of the resources of the Federation, they don't have to deal with any Federation politics, they don't have to deal with any, you know, of the kind of, like, political, economic, or, like, military tensions. They're, like, nomadic
5: free spirits. Oh
6: They're, God. like, the most They're...
5: indigenous, like, Star Trek so far. Oh, I was going to say
6: hippies. Oh, uh, ooh. Yeah,
5: but, like... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not
6: go... Uh, uh, we're going to stop that right now, but... <laughs> Uh, So a lot of, yeah, a lot of what that is, is it's both uh, people from the Maquis, who's kind of this resistance group that kind of comes up, I think originally in The Next Generation, but then in DS9, who are fighting both the Federation and the Mm Cardassians, and they're this kind of rebel, sort of, sort of kind of pseudo-anarchist group, so it's a bunch of them as well as a bunch of Federation people, so the first couple seasons in particular, they're trying to deal with all these tensions in terms of, like, command style, what their goals are, what they're trying to do, and band together to basically get back to Earth more or less. So that's kind of the
5: point. Uh, you know a shocking amount about this.
6: It's fine. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> I do. Awkward. Apparently, Awkward th- apparently there are people who are Star Trek scholars. Well, of course there are. Which is my not-so-secret dream. <laughs> Doctor of Star Trekology. Like, Star Trekology? Yeah. There's, There's got to be a, a cooler name than that. Trekology. Trekology. I don't know. I don't know either. As long as Chico gets naked again, it's fine. <laughs> this is All right,
5: doctor. I, I would talk. Doc- anyway, you, you want to get into this show? Yeah. Now, now, that's that actually, we now that we know everything about it and more, <laughs> more than I ever wanted to know. Yeah.
6: So it's uh, Chakotay, Belana, Neelix, and Tuvok are all chilling out on an away mission on a planet together. And they see this, like, mysterious symbol. This kind of, like, it, it just, like, goes right into it. Yeah, there was no... It. Yeah, they're just, boom, they're there. Yeah, yeah. like, plot starts. There's no yeah. There's no sort of setup. Yeah. All you see is, like, this mystery symbol on the ground. Kind of looks like a little shell with a line through it. And boom, they are in a jungle. Yeah. yeah, and there's young Chakotay, and I guess you're supposed to know it's young Chakotay because he's brown. Like, it doesn't really look like Chakotay, but yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's with this Indian, Indiana Jones, is what I called him. Yes, like that- thank you. Like, yeah. Totally, right? That like, hat and vest combo. Yeah. I was like, wait. Dude. Yeah. This, this guy is totally, Yeah, know, it's, it's does he have a whip coiled in his back pocket? Like, I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, they're in the jungle, like, rolling around. And um, they've got a guy. They're speaking and indigenous language. I like that
5: they don't translate. They only translate it sometimes. Yeah. So th- kinda, you know, it's just cool. like background noise, like blah 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 blah. And Chicote obviously yeah. doesn't understand what they're saying.
6: Yeah, and he obviously is like so mad about it.
5: Oh, but he's like such a brat. Show. He's not as like he's not as Wesley whiny, but man, he is whiny. You know, Star In this? Trek loves its whiny teen boys, right? apparently. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, who's the audience?
6: <laughs> right? That's a good, yeah. That's a good so, point. Yeah. Like, insomniac young women and whiny ass team boys. Yeah. I mean I mean they're yeah, women are
5: watching it, but that's not who it's for. Yeah. Right? No, it's, it's for yeah. the whiny Wesleys of the world. Totally. Yeah. That's colonialism. So, Nobody
6: understands me. Yeah, so Chicote's seen the same symbol on this log and he's like, you know, sulking about it. He's like, oh I hate this stupid log. I hate I hate this jungle. <laughs> I, I hate, hate the bugs. bugs. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I hate everything. too many bugs it's so hot. in this jungle. Mm. I can't believe I'm here. And uh, like, you know, as, yeah, as Indiana Jones' dad is like dropping some like Indian wisdom on yeah. him. You know, you're the one who saw this. Like, you're so perceptive. Yeah, like, good job, son. Like, you know, and he's like, to, whatever, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it here. So yeah, so they're they're kind of you know he's. He's obviously been dragged to this jungle against his will. And you learn that this symbol, which is the... What is it called? The Chamusi? Chamusi. The Chamusi is uh, kind of like a blessing to the land and an ancient symbol of healing. Um, right. You know, and, oh, the rubber people who they're here to find have probably, you know, put this symbol here Rubber to, tree people, thank sorry, you very much. Rubber tree people, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, have probably, you know, put the symbol here because they built a fire and so they need to yeah. heal. Yeah, that
5: they, was... I I just felt a moment there. I was like, yeah. Oh, that was that's yeah. sweet yeah just yeah, blessings really nice. to land right yeah but but like that it's being tunneled like funneled through this show i, I was like oh. like yeah. i started feeling whiny about it i'm like shut up yeah
6: it, <laughs> it seems like like this whole show seems like somebody just like went to a garage sale and got some of those like creepy pseudo-spiritual oh like, yeah, yeah native american like books. the
5: ones we we gave out for for presents yeah those and then awesome. just like read a couple of those and was yeah. like this would make a great episode of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just respect the land. Yeah. And, and I like how he's talking about how, um, you know, the Rubber Tree people, some of them stayed, right? Mm-hmm. And then there were others who obviously left. And uh, and and So Chicote is among the the ones that left, you know, and and he's just like, why did these people stay here? You know, like they are just so backwards and
6: yeah, like how could they live like this? And yeah. like his father never really addresses that. He's no, never like son, you're being ha- so racist.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh yeah, this so much internalized like like racism and like colonialism in this. Yeah, it's it's, un- just, it's super unreal. But yeah. like, could you imagine growing
6: up in the Federation though, and growing up like. Because, so Chakotay's thing is that he grew up on a colony kind of like on the Cardassian uh, Federation border, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of turmoil, he was having to defend his planet, and so yeah. was, and then, you know, his dad gets killed, which you find out later, uh, doing this. But he's been super, super indoctrinated into this idea. Yeah. Of, like, this like constant exploration, colonization, exploration, exploration. God. Like, settle here, that would settle be awful. There. I wonder
5: what that's like. Hmm, yeah. Maybe uh-huh. it's a metaphor.
6: <laughs> it's a
5: really <laughs> subtle
6: one. Yeah. So, yeah, how could they choose to live like this? And, uh, you know, Chicote's father's like, oh, they're
5: honoring the sky spirits who who led us here. And Chicote's in his They must have taken away. a wrong turn, <laughs> stupid oh, sky oh. spirits. And then I love, uh, so they jump back to the present and, uh, Yeah, and so he's looking at the same sort of symbol. He's like, he's telling everybody, well, this might be a blessing to land for damaging it with fire. And, uh, And Tuvok's like, what is the basis for your conclusion, Commander? Like... Let's have some rational discussion about this. He's like, well, I must have heard it from someone. Like, no, that's not how logic works. You need to give me evidence. And I was just so like, "Yeah, just listen. Quit it, Tuvok. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Tuvok's like that guy in the forums,
6: you know, or like in the comment sections of just being like, well, that doesn't sound very logical. Source. (laughs) Could you cite that, please?
5: Oh, Oh, man. So, yeah,
6: so basically, like, the big theme here is, like, the angry Native youth.
5: Yeah, you know, like how is this angry native self-hating? Views? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like my people are so backwards. I don't want to be associated with that. Like, what's wrong with the? No, that the serious self-hatred there. Yeah. Yeah. So, then you you flash to the totally asinine subplot. If there's
6: one thing that really characterizes Star Trek Voyager, it always has this just
5: ridiculous subplot. One yeah, one main story is oh. not enough. Apparently, you gotta have some sort of like. Like, I don't know, just, hey, look over here. Yeah, nothing like, to oh, do with anything. We're dealing
6: with this serious thing <laughs> yeah. as kind of, like, the main plot, but, like, oh, let's lighten it up yeah. because the writing's not very good <laughs> and we need to keep it, you know, we need to keep it
5: humorous. Or this is, like, this is somebody's chance to, like do you know, do their little bit. It's like, okay, oh, yeah. you don't get to write the whole episode, but you can write this little side plot. It's yeah, Like, yay. like the Did you see that one yeah. where I got to write about the doctor, the holographic doctor? I made all these holographic jokes. So good.
6: No, it's the one, it's the one with that, the holographic man. Kleenex. You don't yeah. you don't remember that? Oh,
5: yeah.
6: oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yikes. So it's the Doctor in Kes and Kess um, <coughs> and the pregnant lady whose name
5: I can't remember. Oh and hologram mansplain in pregnancy. Oh did I no. ever like yeah, that you just like looked Death over at me glare. like, whoa. You just gotta deal. You know, pregnancy causes discom- discomfort. Like, you yeah. just gotta deal with it. Suck it up, baby.
6: Yeah, your your head whipped <laughs> around at me so fast that I got a bit of like whiplash from the like sound. <laughs> like, pff, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 if I could punch a hologram, he'd
5: <laughs> yes. be getting punched. Let me tell you. Yeah.
6: So so Cass, who is uh, kind of like the nurse and um, kind of like the nice, compassionate one, who's trying to teach the doctor about his humanity. He's uh, not human. I, well, I, I, I know. Mean, I
5: know. There's that whole thing about that. Yeah. There's so always whatever. one, you
6: know? Yeah. There's Spock. Right. There's Data. And then, yeah, yeah there's the doctor. Uh, so, yeah. Cass is like, how could you be such a jerk? You know, like, what What do you think you're doing? You've never even been sick or in pain, so you don't know what it's well, like. Yeah. And the doctor, you know, is all like, oh, interesting. And then you're like, oh, I wonder where this is going.
5: Yeah. No, I... subplot-wise. Right? I had no idea. I was really... I was so shocked at what happened later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So then we go back to like the main story. So Chicote is like whining about how he went on this quest with his dad. He's telling Janeway, "I was dragged away from my friends. It was all hot and awful and everything." He was like, "My dad was looking for the descendants of the rubber tree people, uh, looking for the origins of our tribe." So his dad was obviously obsessed with this sort of quest and everything. And and Chakotay felt like really like you know like I'm not into it, Dad. That's your thing. Uh, just let me play Pokemon. <laughs> And, yeah, so, but there, okay, so, so where his dad originally was looking was on Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 70,000 light years away, there's another trace. Ooh. It's a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, oh, oh, yeah, I love how he's like, I can give you the official uh, rubber tree people you know, story. Yeah, kind of like ha ha ha, my, my ancestors, yeah. like creation story, L O L. Yeah. Like but I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing that from now on. Yeah, right? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna give you the official Metis perspective on this. T M. <laughs> ho 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 yeah. yeah. And then like a cookum's gonna come and just smack you in the back right? of the Right, thank you. So, yes. <laughs> so official? What do you what do you what do you even yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, and exactly the whole like mocking the creation story and he kind of tells it in this smarmy voice. Yeah. And she's like, "Uh, oh, you don't really believe." He's like, "Well, you don't believe in Adam and Eve." And she's like, "You know, science, you know, obviously science has disproven that too." And, and she was she was more like uh willing to sort of suspend belief or, you know,
6: just yeah. she was like kind of cool with it. She's like, "Whatever, man." I mean, man. she's like the but she's like the do gooder liberal, Yeah. you know? She's yeah. always like, "Wow." <laughs> that story seems very valuable to your people right you know? right like, uh, yeah whereas he's kind of just vomiting. like nah like backwards superstitious yeah. ignorant we we see this a lot though yes yeah we saw this in dear woman too there's yeah. like the native guy who's kind of like the modern native man who like knows the stories doesn't really put a lot of
5: stock in them you know Is kind of like not only that chummy with like, the white people yeah but like undermines them more like is yeah. more dismissive uh towards his own stories than the white people are because the white mm-hmm. people can afford to be like oh that's really yeah like. Oh that's that's a good allegory for blah blah blah. But we got to be like full on no man I don't believe that. Yeah. Rationalism. Like, who do you think I am? Science. Yeah. I'm not some backwards primitive. That's colonialism. Yeah, that's not me.
6: But I mean the thing is is like if you if you don't do that, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, right. Like then you're, you're
5: always going to be that Indian. Yeah, you're assumed yeah. to believe all that stuff. And then like and then that's where you get all the, like the rain dance jokes that aren't really jokes. Yeah, like man, it's so hot. Yeah, wouldn't that's... it be great if you could do a rain dance? Yeah, like no, really, could you? Could, could you? Could you know how to just, do that? Could like, you actually just do that, that rain work? dance? Yeah, yeah. No, man, I don't
6: believe that. Yeah, but then, but then also, like you know, or even if you do believe and you actually sincerely believe and you like practice your traditions and stuff, it's like, well, you know, sorry, no job for you. Yeah, like good luck getting into school. Good luck holding down a job. Like people are just gonna see you as like the weird backwards Indian. Yeah, because you don't science. You know?
5: Yeah. Science or else. Or math.
6: You probably don't math either. Traditions, no math in there. Nope. No. We got we up by without science for a very long time, yeah. you know. Traditionally anti-science <laughs> people. Um, so yeah, so you know, they're like, oh we well, you know, that couldn't have happened because everybody knows that all humans develop from a single evolutionary process, which may or may not be true actually, but it's fine. <laughs> but Thanks science. science. Um yeah. And, yeah, so they, they do discover that, you know, from this moon where they found this, this single, or, uh, what's it called? Symbol. Sigil. That's the one. Symbol. Sigil, symbol? The sigil? the sigil. Isn't that, like, the dude's... No, that's a signet for Dune. the dude's Oh, yeah, signet yeah, yeah. ring Yeah, yeah anyway. Uh, so they found a warp signature that's heading away from the moon. So they're looking for this resource called polypharanide, and they have no idea where to look, so they might as well just follow the people who randomly... Appeared. Put symbols
5: in places? Yeah,
6: and is like, oh, you don't have to do that. You know, it's just me. You don't have to do that. Yeah, I
5: don't want to put my own curiosity ahead of the, the, the ship's mission or whatever. Yeah,
6: but Janeway's like, well, I do. Yeah. And I'm the captain, so let's do it. Yeah.
5: Uh, so, But it's not really about, like, his curiosity. Because his curiosity mm. is about the people, and hers is like, it aligns because they're going to get the, right. the resources, yes, right? strategic <laughs> alliance. Yeah, so she, yeah. she does this thing where she's like, you know, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to honor your curiosity. You know, and, 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 and maybe it benefits me, out of it, yeah. yeah what, and so he's all like, wow, I'm honored. You know, my captain, like, cares about my traditions. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he's all like, oh, yeah, my father would put on
6: his expedition hat and say, let's go. Yeah. Let's, I wanted him to put on a hat. No,
5: and become, that would have been so And become marine. the and Indiana Jones, Oh, right? man. Like, yeah, if he would just, like, really, like, started, like, looking like the dad. Yeah, I was. I oh, was. that would have been that. awesome. Yeah, he just yeah
6: he busts out when it like th- that hat was so perfect too because yeah. it's like fr- we saw those exact hats in the airport.
2: The I know, I there. know. We should have <laughs> got
5: some. Oh, we should have got right? some. Well, we just have uh, a chance. Oh well, on the way back we'll yeah. get our own Indiana hats. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right, so away team, uh, you got chicote, Tuvok, and some other folks I don't know their names. Uh, okay, and and this is cool. So. Uh, every time that they try to beam down, there's some sort of electrical interference. There's a storm, and it moves around. So they're like, "I don't understand it. I can't explain it. Yeah, it's you like know? science can't explain it. And then yeah.
6: you know, and then later on, they're like, "Tuvok, is there any telepathic activity?" And Tuvok's like, "No, no telepathic activity." So it's like all these indigenous people, they're beyond science, and they're beyond like telepathy, and yeah. just like they're this total unknown.
5: And that's and that's the thing again is throughout this thing is like I can't explain it. Yeah, it, science can't explain it. And, and and again, we exist in, th- in this sort of third dimension. We're not magical. We're not scientific. We're like something in the middle that's like, I don't know, like yeah. indigenous, but like,
6: yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always that. like land-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like It's we, always, you know, we control, control the, weather, the weather, we control
5: the animals, Spears. we control the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, I wish that were
6: true. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing, this is the thing is like, like, I wish that I could make a hawk go and, like, scratch up people's oh. faces. Oh, my God.
5: Could you imagine? That would like, be amazing. No, it would be awful. It would be awful, because we would abuse that power. So you <laughs> screwed up my sandwich, what? Hawk in the eye, you know? Ka-ka! Uh, like, every little thing, like, you butted in front of me in the metro again. <laughs> like, I don't know how that hawk got into the metro, but got to the yeah. eye. My upstairs neighbors are having this horrible bro party again, hawk, get in there. <laughs> If we could send it, like, we didn't even have to, have to be there. We could just, like, send it to, like, people who make comments on, on blog oh posts and stuff. Like, like, open your
6: door. Yeah. And if, like and we could actually indigenous futurize it by, like, digitizing it so that the, the hawk would actually come out of their computer screen. Like, right before they hint enter, the hawk would just be like, and just, you know.
5: Hawk to the eye. Yeah. Yeah. See,
6: this is why we don't have those powers. Yeah. So we would not use them responsibly. No, we would not. So anyway, so because there's all these storms that totally mysteriously keep popping up, they decide to take a shuttle down. Seems like a good idea. Not. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, they're in the shuttle, Neelix, Chakotay, Balana, everybody, and uh, all of a sudden you're in another flashback.
5: Yeah. And there's a storm in the jungle. Right, right. Uh, Yeah. So they're back in the the Central American rainforest on Earth, Uh, you know. And and Chicote is whining again. Like there's so much whining. We got it at the beginning. They didn't need to keep coming back to what a winery was. Yeah. But okay. So why did the spirit Sky Spirits choose this rainy, hot, buggy space? And his dad's like, Well, you know, this land is so full of life. Maybe maybe the spirits wanted us to develop relationships with like all of the life, including the insects. He's like, I don't don't like insects. I'll never be
6: friends with the insects. Yeah. That's why they keep biting
5: you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, do I need to make friends with spiders? Is this the issue now? I mean, maybe that, maybe that's their, like, overture they, of friendship. They obviously like me. Like, because I, I get bitten by spiders all the time, and nobody around me does. Like, do I just have, like, really sweet spider blood, or is it because I don't have a relationship with them? I need to make yeah. treaty
6: with the spiders. Totally. You should, yeah, just, like, squish a bunch of mosquitoes and just kind of, like, lay it out around your bed. <laughs> Or just that'll be nice. Uh, go ahead,
5: crawl all over me, man. It's fine. Like Whoa. I don't think I can do that. That would but
6: that's like that's like a superhero origin story though.
5: Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'll get superpowers. Yeah. And it won't be hawk to the eye. It'll be like spider in your bed at night. Bite, 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 oh. bite, bite.
6: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Spider yeah. through the computer screen, crawling <laughs> all over your face. <laughs>
5: All right, so anyway, possibly, yeah, possibly, yeah, possibly, people are like, "Oh, yeah, no thanks." <laughs> may have to make treaty with the spiders.
6: Yeah. So then, but then like, things get a little bit more complicated because Chicote's dad starts kind of being a douchebag. He's like, "It was a mistake to bring you." And then Chakotay's <coughs> all like, "He's a bit taken aback." He's like, "I'm sorry, I can't be what you want me to be." And
5: oh, it's okay. I knew, I knew since you were born that you were you were meant to be a contrary. Yeah, like the
6: spirits, the spirit's meant for you to be a contrarian, and then he gets shitty again, and he's like, yeah. oh, no, nobody controls what I do. Like, I'm yeah. independent. Yeah. No spirit to be gonna a contrarian if
5: I want to be, and then, you know. <laughs> which is kind of like, it's like working with double negatives. Like, you say I'm contrarian, and I, so I'm going to say that I'm not a contrarian, but by being contrary, I'm actually validating what you said. So I'm that got confusing for me. I think he actually ended yeah. up doing what his dad wanted him to, which made him the opposite of a contrarian. So, like, fail teenage Chicote. Sorry, fail.
6: I mean, but like, win for the dad, though. Like, yeah,
5: totally. Yeah, I like, know. Good
6: sneaky parenting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some
5: good manipulation there. Yeah, they're back in the present. They're landing in the shuttle, and he sees the sky spirit face. Yeah, like this <laughs> face in the storm, and like it looks all frosty.
6: Yeah, and like you don't get you don't really uh, get you don't why. get it until later. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, what? A little is bit of like foreshadowing. A, yeah, I thought it was like, is this a yeti? Like, yeah. Or like, what is the is I this? Don't know. Yeah, is this some it kind of like definitely... ice monster? But you know, whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. What it, what it matters is that it's spooky and unexplainable.
5: Right. It's not science. It's not magic. It's something in between.
6: Yeah. And so then you get back to the asinine subplot, which I basically just wrote, like, the doctor's tired of treating whiny sick people, so he makes himself sick. And then I was just like, maybe he could turn to curing whiny
5: teen boys. <sighs> but unfortunately, those two things never really combine. No, they don't. Which because is one, one is bad. like... Yeah, one is a reaction to illness, and one is a natural creation of a fan base for Star Trek. Okay. (sighs) Anyway,
6: back in the planet. Yeah, so they still can't find anybody. People aren't turning up on sensors. People aren't turning up on scans. But they do find a flower that also exists on Earth somehow. Chakotay also has the best memory of anybody. Yeah. Like, the the amount of detail he can remember. He remembers specific flowers. He remembers, like, specific words in the language.
5: Like... Like, th- I can't remember oof. what I did, like, five minutes ago. Like Yeah, what are we doing now? I don't know. Who are all these people? Who are you? <laughs> okay, just go with it. Go with it. Yeah. All right, and then the hawk. Yeah, <laughs> which, every time that happens, I'm just like, yeah. You know, because, what is it, like, um, I mean, if, if you had to guess, what percentage of shows have we seen that has either a hawk or an eagle cry at some point? Probably, like, 80%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so this is this is definitely just having, like, like and 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 I bet they all use the same like recording right it's oh, it's, it's totally. like the same it was made like like in 1940 and and there's no royalties so everybody uses the same one it's yeah, like right. hit the hawk button kaka it's also the eagle button kaka you know like yeah. So, yeah. it's the whatever we want it to be you know yeah. sound oh yeah, yeah. but watch I, your eyes
6: we <laughs> using the hawk <laughs> button
5: hawks to, hawk to the eye yeah. no but i always like it i got to admit every time I, you know there's a, there's a few things that come up Repeatedly, that at first I was rolling my eyes and like, uh, you know, but now I kind of cheer. Now you like wait for it. Yeah. You're like, I yeah. hope there's a hawk. Yeah. Hawk and, I hope it and screeches. Flutes. Yes. yes. <laughs>
6: yeah. I love that. So, yeah, the screeching hawk, Chicote looks up and like is obviously wondering what a hawk is doing on this random planet 70,000 light years away. And then, boom, another flashback, same hawk, exact same hawk cry. Right. Because there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. his dad's talking to him, kind of translating for the hawk. He says that you're home. And, and he's like,
5: Dad, I'm leaving the tribe.
2: Yeah.
6: He's like, I'm am t- totally leaving. There's yeah. there's two paths for me. One one path is the tribe, and one path is betraying the tribe to go to the Starfleet Academy. And his dad is like super not stoked. He's like, How could you possibly go behind my back? Yeah. And he yeah yeah yeah. And he's whatever. And the, our and tribe lives like, in You've the never past. Really Embrace
5: the tradition. Our tribe lives in the past. And then he fantasy admits yeah, he's, totally he's totally dissing his tribe. Yeah. He's like, the, you know, we're in the 24th century, man. Why can't they just get with the times? Yeah. And, but I mean, like, honestly, I've, we know people like this, right? Oh, yeah. Have you ever been this person? Come on, just once or twice. I've, I've been this person sometimes. Yeah, I'm just like, get with the times, man. Like, enough. Yeah, there's a lot to all of that old country music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when you didn't like Hank Williams? I didn't like Hank Williams and I didn't like Patsy yeah. Klein. Like, I was like, no, no, that's not true. I like, because I grew up with that, but then, but then I was like, no, I'm going to listen to Metallica but I would, like, secretly listen to Hank Williams and Patsy Clyde. <laughs> and I was just, and I remember getting caught once by a friend, and I'm like, no, man, like, no, my, my mom had that on. Like, I don't know those words off by heart. That wasn't, that wasn't me singing. That was Hank. That was Hank. That was Hank
6: doing that song Uncle soprano. Hank and Auntie Pat. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Give it the times. No, but it's, uh, you know, that... That whole that whole issue of because you're told over and over again that your people live in the past, um, you know, th- throughout school you're, you're told that your people are primitive, Stone Age, um, you know, you couldn't you couldn't adapt, and if you do adapt in any way, if you become more technologically advanced, you become less indigenous. That's colonialism. Yep. Right. So it's it's sort of a catch twenty two. You either you either stay indigenous, you stay true to your like pre contact roots. Although, let's fudge that a little bit because you're allowed to have guns and horses, but like, <laughs> but you can't have like, yeah. jeans. Like, have you ever noticed, <laughs> you talk to, you know, when, when people bring up like guns. culture, yeah, jeans. Yeah, always the jeans. So what is up with jeans? Jeans are like, not even space, man. They're like, it's like the most modern thing ever. Jeans and flushing toilets. Like, those yeah. are like the epitome yeah. of Western civilization. Like, do you wear jeans? You have a flushing toilet? Then you're not native. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like
6: jeans is the most native thing ever. Jeans yeah. on jeans on jeans. Also, like you, you wanna talk about you wanna talk about plumbing? You wanna talk about who like wasn't using plumbing for a long <laughs> right? time? Like, oh you have a flushing toilet? Well you're not European. Yeah. Go no, bathe you, in your where's your chamber okay. pot? Yeah. <laughs> where's
2: your
6: where's your feudal system? Oh, you're not European. Get out of here. Where's your powdered wig? <laughs> and,
5: you're, and you're never bathing. Where's that? <laughs> you're not authentic. I can't smell you from, like, 50 yards.
6: (laughs) Yeah, except if you can, though, which is still pretty Uh, often. You know what? uh, Yeah. So Chakotay's Chakotay's father then goes off on this huge kind of, like, rant about how Chakotay goes to uh, Starfleet. He's going to be caught between worlds, which Uh, I think is, like, another thing we hear all the time. Like, you can't have a foot in both canoes. You know, which is just <laughs> yeah, so cool. Yeah, can't.
5: Like, that just physically doesn't make it. Like, you know have what? You I, have, two and I have
6: really strong thigh muscles. <laughs> 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 I, I just keep those canoes together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, that's why they invented Thigh Masters, actually. It's for those of us so with a th- foot in each canoe.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> so, like,
5: I work out. speak for yourself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole, that whole I'm I'm, I'm kind of sick of that cliche as well oh, the so cotton two worlds, so. worlds thing. Like, because it's always it's always seen as a, like a detriment. Like you're caught mm-hmm. in it, right? You can't you can't. But but the fact of uh, of the matter is, <laughs> let's be logical here. Um, there were plenty of people like before contact. There were plenty of people who were in, in two different worlds. But if you if you homogenize indigenous peoples and you assume that all the nations are basically like they're all native, right? Then then that can't happen. But there were plenty of like intermarriages between groups where the cultures were, like, quite divergent, where you had, you know, you did. It was just normal to, like, you know, know your Cree culture and know your, like, Dene culture, whatever you were mixed with, right? That that wasn't, that, nobody says that that's being caught in two worlds, no. right? Well, but it's always, it. like...
6: It's, it, like, the base is just, like, straight up. It's, like, miscegenation anxiety yeah. and, like, kind of assimilation anxiety that totally ignores the fact that, like, we're super dynamic and flexible yeah. and adaptable, and we always did the and thing. And we have
5: strong thigh muscles. <laughs> and Like, ha- yeah. like so
6: strong, thunder but, thighs. But also,
5: what are the worlds that they're talking about? You know, you assume mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a cultural thing, but I actually think just the way that we're always portrayed as living in the past and only being authentic in the past, that the two worlds they're talking about are the past and the, and the present, mm. right? So we can exist in the past, but, but we don't authentically exist in the present. <clears throat> so when we have... We have like, you know, a a foot in each canoe. Like it's, it's, you know, one is, one is made out of metal and one is made out of like, I don't know, carved like whatever, (laughs) (laughs) crappy past materials, right? (laughs) Like, oh my God, oh my God. Speaking
6: of that, remember that conversation we were having earlier about how everybody is like, oh, synthetic this, synthetic that. When in fact like natural materials are Are, always better and are never made out of oil.
5: Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah,
6: I don't know, you can, you can get your plastic canoe but like not for much longer, so yeah, so
5: enjoy it. Yeah. No, but that's the thing is, yeah, exactly. It's always it's always assumed that things in the past are 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 not as good. Uh, we want to get away from that. We want to become modern and and use technology to advance. But sometimes like like we were talking about like caribou um, caribou skin, right? Like the 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 hair is 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 a cone. It's it's uh, it's hollow. It keeps you warmer. It's more insulating. Uh, but you're gonna go buy like this completely like almost petroleum product, you know, parka with some like you know some down in there, and and that's better than caribou skin. But it isn't. You're actually gonna be like less warm in that yeah, thing. God forbid, you, forbid you get it wet. Yeah, but, like, yeah.
6: You're just you're doomed. Yeah,
5: <laughs> but but cotton
6: yeah. two worlds, man. Yeah, They're wearing hard. jeans, jeans it. on the bottom, buckskin on top. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> My thighs are so sore. So, <laughs> Uh. So anyway, Chakotay asks his father for his blessing to go to Starfleet uh, and his father clearly doesn't give it. Um, but then they find the rubber tree people building or just Yeah, a some structure. sort of platform
5: thing. Yeah. And, and Yeah. So I like this because you see that platform and then they're back in the present, uh, the hawk to the eye yeah.
6: <laughs> for Neelix, which I, I kind of d- like, I don't like Neelix. I don't know if anybody really likes Neelix. He's always just kind of a long. Yeah. Um, and he's always really peppy, which I hate. <laughs> So I was it's like, like the the, yeah, eternal, eternal
2: morning person. Ha! Yeah. Hawk to You're the You're going to be optimistic?
5: Like, like, get that hawk on him. <laughs> I'll teach you. Be more realistic. He gets beamed up, and then they see another platform.
6: Mm-hmm. But this one's but more futuristic. Looking. Yeah, there's a disco ball. Did you see the disco ball? <laughs> yeah, that was
2: a nice it, touch. Yeah.
5: yeah, those Indians, they like to party. Yeah. <laughs> so are, are we supposed to know at that point that this can't be the same people? Because, like, you, you, you so, because it's, it's like a few seconds of each other. In the past, we see, like, this, um, this platform that's made out of like tree boughs and stuff, and then we see the the one that's obviously metal. I think I think it's
6: pretty clear from how Star Trek basically deals with indigenous people generally that there's a one way transmission of knowledge.
5: Yeah. There's yeah, like yeah.
6: a one way transmission only and ever.
5: So like We got the cheap version, yeah. we got the like the original. The primitive version. Yeah. And
6: then you've got the like original super futury awesome version
5: with Super the disco future awesome version with yeah. the disco ball that was awesome uh, okay back out. to the sick bay don't even care don't, yeah uh, <laughs> um, all right cool yeah
4: back
6: so then they they figure out how to um, Kind of extract the uh, resource that they're trying to get without getting it contaminated. Um, so they're going to bombard the crust of this planet with a certain type of radiation, which sounds extremely, you know, intense and destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it might it might not be, but basically, they're they're waiting to hear back from these people
5: because they're not going to do it without people's permission. Yeah, which is kind of awesome well okay so there's there's a little bit of a sense of free prior and informed consent here but Mm -hmm. apparently extractive technologies are just as destructive as always yeah right like welcome to the future uh everything still sucks
6: yeah is it cool if we take your stuff uh we're not going to dig so much into the land but we're going to bombard your whole planet with this radiation that we made up today right now (laughs)
5: uh you cool with that cool yeah all All right right, great like
6: sign here (laughs)
5: <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll get started. And I like uh, you know. So they're talking about that. We need to contact the people. Um, they left quickly. Maybe they have warped t- warp technology. And is like, well, if they had warp technology, they wouldn't be living like this. Like again, there's Yo, and this,
6: that, so was this some, that was intense, right? I got it circled and I've got like <laughs> yeah. because
5: like he, yeah, there there we have again. Is it, it you know? It's the native person who has to like deny um, or or like situate his own people in the past in a derogatory way the most. like So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it would be wrong of Janeway to say that, right? Be like, well, you know, if, if she said that, everybody would be like, Janeway, that's racist, man. But he says it, and it's like... Top way, <laughs> you
6: know? Now that's what I call an enlightened Indian Yeah, man. right? Man, yeah. that Indian knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, he just he becomes the white stand-in. He becomes yeah. the, the guy he says who says that he says, says
5: what the white people can't say because yeah. you but can't. They, they want to. They want they, to. Like
6: they are saying it, but they can't right. say it, so they get they get the Indian stand-in to do it for it's them. It's like you
5: literally go out and find those people and and put them at the head of your corporation, and that's not even like or I'm not even joking. In, in your government. Or yeah, so, uh, uh, <clears throat>
6: <clears throat> right. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So they're out there. Chakotay sees mystery face again, and you see it kind of closer this time. And you're like, "Wait, this still makes even less sense. Yeah. What's going on?" Um, but you know, this mystery face, uh, they're still not they're still not picking anything up. And the mystery face happens, and Chakotay decides to take kind of another another tact. And uh, he's like, "Put down your weapons." And two arguing, and you know, Chakotay's like, "What's logical isn't always right. Uh, we c- we can show no force of any kind. So like, take off your weapons, and you know, this and that, and." That's where he's getting
5: in tune with his, his Indian feelings, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might not be logical, but I feel it.
6: Yeah, and he's doing, he's doing some trial and error, Yeah, which, which I kind of found interesting, because he's, he's the solo Indigenous person. This is sort of kind of his community. Like, they, they never are very good about the whole
5: community thing, yeah. but he's, he's going to try to, you know, get in. Yeah, and, he, and it's based on memory, too, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually kind of liked this part, is that... Okay, so he doesn't speak his language. Uh, he doesn't really know his traditions very well, because he was a whiny kid. You know, which is, I mean, okay, like me too. Lots yeah, of things happens. that I didn't learn because I was a whiny little teenager, and I'm like, I don't want to know how to do that. That, like, as an adult, you start to you're you're valuing and you're like, wow, did I miss out? So you know, so I think that 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 was interesting because that's that's an actual authentic experience where you you know maybe you miss out on things because you're you're too cool for school, but uh, but he's remembering things right mm-hmm. and and kind of like half assed sometimes, but he's like, okay, so. I'm going to try this out. I, I don't know what he was doing. I don't really understand what he was doing the way that my father would have understood what he was doing, but I'm going to try it out yeah. okay, and we're going to do this. And it doesn't need to be logical.
2: Yeah.
6: And so then they get, of course, into another flashback. And so obviously, um, you know, everybody, this is the other thing is everybody interprets the fact that the, uh, like indigenous people aren't showing themselves as they're scared,
5: Yeah. which yeah. I found
6: also really interesting. It's less like, Oh, well, we're actually going to anthropology you. And yeah. figure out what your motivations are, and but it's always just no, you're scared.
5: That was in, uh, was it that the 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 Stargate episode as well?
6: Yeah. Remember those
5: aliens and their relationship with the indigenous peoples, and they wouldn't show themselves, and that was seen as inherently like. Uh like uh, disrespectful and mm-hmm. uh, and deceitful, yeah. right? There, there can be no other reason for not showing yourself yeah. fear or deceit. Yeah,
6: right? and like those are both like obviously super, you know, effective responses. Yeah. They're not logical. Like, yeah. you know, if, they, if, if these people were logical, they would have realized that we came in peace. Yeah, you know, We sent this message, like didn't they realize? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so they're scared. Uh, there's like a brief mention of the fact that colonialism happened and that people, you know, in the 24th century understand that. Uh, history bought conquerors who brought slavery and death. Uh, and then Young Chicote says the best thing in the whole episode, which is, "Why don't we just leave them alone then?" Yeah. Wow. I know, right? That's but like, we can. That's brilliant.
5: <laughs> yeah. Why would we do that? We uh, uh, people are for meeting, and land is for conquering. <laughs> yeah you must you must verb these things
6: yeah <laughs> we we walked all the way here and are now entitled to speak to whoever we want to in whatever way we want to and like bust into people I paid for this tour and, like, damn
5: it yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> I want to see some I want
5: to see some native color yeah oh
6: my god yeah so then of course the indigenous people kind of appear uh there's they're wearing their aesthetic yeah let's talk about the aesthetic yeah I, I I didn't love it they're wearing like Pjs um,
5: <laughs> yeah where's the cloth Okay. they're they're in they're in the rainforest wearing linen yeah. Like where's the linen from? Because also, like, why would you wear linen
6: in a rainforest? Uh, oh so my
5: god. Like there has got to be more natural materials that would make more sense for clothes, right? Yeah.
6: And then they were wearing headbands with I thought for a while it was like kind of like a a per, a polka-dotted flower. No, it was like it's like down feathers. or something. Yeah, but tiny little feathers. Yeah, and polka-dotted.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and the, right. but the long hair and then yeah, the talks like yes. right in that lower Full face in no Yeah. No emotion. Yeah. Like you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't crack a smile if you you'd yeah, you have, have to, to literally like, crack yeah. your face open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: So stoic. and, oh, and the chests. Yeah. Ooh, look at my oh. chest. Apparently, okay, so I learned this. <laughs> this is also a weird Star Trek trivia fact. Uh, they make chest pieces to make men's chests look more muscular. And I know this because uh, when Ricardo Montelbaum was hired to play Khan in the Wrath of yeah. Khan, the second Star Trek yeah, movie. a great chest. Yeah, they, they made him a chest piece, but he didn't need it. Because yeah, he was no. so
5: buff. He did not need it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah so great yeah uh but yeah wait wait. just give me a second yeah
6: yeah all right don't think about the fabio hair just think about the 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 real chest yeah yeah yeah.
5: so um okay so then throughout this whole time they have not been translating um but now we're translating because dad is talking to this guy uh you know he's he he clears the ground he makes a symbol he speaks um, the man's like, "How do you speak my language? Uh, we have the same hands, even though like they have like I don't know the those guys. They had like some sort of face thing. Like it wasn't just the tattoo. It was some yeah, sort of
6: yeah. They, they had kind of like similar face ridges to the aliens.
5: Yeah, but 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 Chakotay and his dad didn't. I thought that yeah. was kind of interesting that they didn't have that. Well, like, I, I very faint. Yeah,
6: like. I thought it was interesting too because it, it renders the indigenous people slightly alien because that's yes. ha- like a big indicator yeah. of like being alien. It yeah, just having because, like, a slightly facial head thing, thing or like a nose thing. Yeah. yeah. So I was uh, yeah, that was I found that a bit uh, weird kind of I was kind of disturbed by it actually, because then it like it, it sets it up for what you know is coming,
2: yeah.
6: but it also is just like, well, you know, these indigenous people aren't really that indigenous. yeah, they're kind yeah. of alien. Actually. Yeah, yeah,
5: well, yeah. of course, that's where it goes. So um, they figure out you know that that they are related, uh, the the guy takes a spear, throws it aside, and all of a sudden the women come out. yeah, you know, and just like giggling and like being women. Yeah, and suddenly everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine once the women are out. Yeah. Like, do you not know Native women? It's, things are, be, when the women come out, watch out, is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah.
6: <laughs> like, they're giggling because they're going to kick you yeah. in the butt.
5: <laughs> See, I'm, I'm not swearing. You're going to wish for much the hawk to the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back all right. to the present.
6: Yeah, back to the present future. Uh, so there's a storm. Again, there's so many storms. Storms, you know, if problem comes along, just, just storm it. Storm it. Just, I know.
5: Yeah. You know what? There could be some seriously good uses for that.
6: Yeah. The hawk, you, you get the hawk with the storm. Yeah. Like, have an exam, hawk, get your professor right in the face. Yeah. Storm, you, sorry, nobody can go to the exam.
5: Yeah. You're yeah, a hero. Yeah. And you, like, can, you can see the guy come to like, like deliver your bills, storm it up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> legally, it didn't arrive. <laughs>
4: like,
5: <I was> like <laughs> I'm not I can, responsible I can, for I that. Pay that. Yeah. I can't pay that. Yeah,
6: get out of here. Yeah, like caught behind you, like you. Oh no, like yeah. speeding a little bit, caught behind you, like storm cyclone. Yeah, Just pull, Just, that, yeah, pull the Yeah, car, car out, out of there.
5: Oh man. Yeah.
6: <laughs> all right, well let's work on that one. Okay, I, I wouldn't misuse that at uh, all. No. Uh, so yeah, big storm. So they they try to get back to the shuttle to take shelter, and a tree falls. slowly on falls on him. He's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> And yeah. nobody else notices that this yeah. giant tree <laughs> is just cracked Where'd up. he go? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, we can't go look for him for some reason. Yeah, They uh, get beamed up. Let's beam up. And I think it's because you, you're beamed up by your combat. badge. That's how they know where you are. Yeah. Like your combat badge does that, but his combat badge falls off. So I think they assume that they'll just beam him up and it'll be fine. Yeah, but yeah. His combat badge has very conveniently fallen off. Uh, and so he's, you know, he's like passed out on the ground, and then you get the frosty storm face guy. Yeah. He's like you're zooming in, like, oh, I'm going to storm face him. Ooh. I only have
5: a face. <laughs> yeah. So if I only, anyway. Um, and then Janeway is is uh, back on the ship. She's going to lead an away team. Uh, back to the, 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 the pointless subplot. Doctor is super sick. He's like, help me, help me. And she's like, I don't have time for your whining. He's like, meh. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hilariously whiny.
6: Yeah. I guess maybe the things that combine this the subplot and the real plot are the whininess. The whininess? Yeah. yeah. Like
5: like yeah, yeah. men can be whiny at any age.
6: Right. They don't they don't have to even have to be real humans. They, they can exactly. be holograms.
5: They can they can be as whiny as they want to be.
6: <laughs> Whenever they want to okay. be. Okay. And then they can call up the woman in charge right. to take them with me. their bogus problems. Yeah. 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 That's that's one of the good things about Jane Way. She's always like Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your See, mom. See, and I'm not, I'm not swearing.
5: I, I'm really impressed, Thank i got to say. You haven't even I'm had to, like, resort hard. to your, like, cheesy swears. Yeah. Cheese and rice. Yeah. That's caca. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not mocking you. You're,
6: you're being a butt. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so Chicote comes to uh, and hauls himself out from under the tree. Apparently the tree never actually fell on him or, or crushed his legs or anything, which I guess <laughs>
5: is lucky for him. No, it just sort of embraced him Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, knocked him what? out.
6: Every part of the land is your friend, today. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so then then it was really funny because he pulls out his tricorder and it totally just looked like he's checking his phone. You know, like you wake <laughs> yeah. up first thing in the morning, like you pull on your pants, you just check your phone. It's like, <laughs> so do you have just, any like, messages? tricorder. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: yeah, who texts me? Uh, and he starts talking to the forest and taking off his uniform.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So but then he's trying. You know, he's trying the same tactic, mm-hmm. trying to get the indigenous people out. Like, you have nothing to fear from me. Like, talk to me. Let me see you. No one shows up.
5: Uh, Look at my chest.
6: Yeah, like, let's make it happen. And, uh, <laughs> flashback, everybody's getting stripped. Group yeah. stripped. Like, <laughs> like, was anybody else a bit taken aback? Yeah, like... I was. I mean, I do that in my house when I have guests, but like, I don't know, I, you know, I wasn't expecting that from <laughs> other people. You just walk in your
5: door, you're like, off with of the clothes. Yeah,
6: my roommates, my cats get involved. They're like, meow, 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 pulling your pants down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And they're drawing the tattoo on his dad's face. Yeah. Uh, and make our cousins like, one with us. Like, this yeah, is, like, that, that was getting a, a bit weird. deliverance. Yeah. I was uh, like, ooh, yeah. this, this is the wrong jungle to go to. <laughs> and Chakotay <laughs> is like the only one everybody else is like oh what a beautiful authentic indigenous experience and Chakotay is like what the hell are yeah. you guys doing like stay away from me and then women are all
5: like Fine. Whatever. <laughs> see if we strip you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could strip anybody else but I'm in the present guys, he just like gets down yeah it gets totally yeah, buck yeah. totally buck I was like whoa this has happened often Yeah. But no. Like, that's, that's a very well traced place tree uh, so don't yeah it's it's, it's it's always interesting a Star Trek right sort like of. But you know that they had to get some shots that weren't? Where did those shots go? I <laughs> always wonder about that, right? I wouldn't trust that the internet, internet like, now, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The actor probably has them. There's probably like a whole archive room of those shots. Oh my god. Jean Picard? Because yeah, yeah, I was going to say jean Picard, that gets, episode yeah. where he gets tortured by the Cardassians yeah, yeah. and is also totally buck. Yeah, there's some pictures out there. What? Really? I'm just saying, they're in an archive somewhere. <laughs> Like, yeah, like in a binder in your room. send the
6: hawk. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> the hawk will retrieve them for us. Uh, so, yeah, so he gets totally buck. It's like, yeah, okay. And then he finds a space onesie.
5: Yeah, that was. The, I know. I was looking forward to some like loincloth action here, or, like, or even <laughs> like you know, like the original like uh, you know vest that he had. You know, some. Everybody, show.
6: everybody is wearing vests in this show. Yeah, except for
5: the onesie. The onesie what, people. It come was up. terrible. What did I? I, I call it
6: something. It was, it was. Yeah, you can't you can't call space onesies progress from vests. Formless native jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, oh no, it's it's a total onesie. It it's made so out of like kind of sort of a space blanket. You know, yeah. like, a, a more futury spacey uh. space blanket. Oh. But that, like, honestly, you know that this show has a boring aesthetic when that was the best outfit.
5: Yeah. Like, that
6: was kind of sad.
5: <sighs> Man, yeah. I, somebody's got to come up with, like, better Nietzsche alien gear.
6: Because, oh.
5: yeah. Maybe we should... Line. Next, Mate next, space line. right? Thank you. We'll get on that. We'll yeah. we'll design it, but somebody else has to do all the work. Um, <laughs> okay, so the the ship. Okay, they can't beam down. They they're slowly figuring out oh, we we can we can't beam down. We can beam beam out. I wonder why that is. And, and then box, finally, like, like
6: maybe somebody's actually making it
5: happen. Yeah, it's the logical conclusion is somebody's controlling the elements of nature to ward us off
6: logically yeah it doesn't Tuvok have like an IQ of like 400 or yeah. something it
5: took them like that long to figure it out yeah but that's not science and that's You're not right, magic it. that's some other thing again and they never like they never talk about like uh, how that could be some you know they never talk about how that could be science like maybe they have a technology that allows them to do that yep. but when it comes to indigenous people no you don't you don't need to look for the technology because it's it's an inherent thing that native people have yeah. like, and this is
6: this is the thing too like particularly in star trek is almost every other time there's anything like that anything that could be spiritual could be spirits could be gods uh could be magic there's usually at the end they find out you know like it's it's one of those scooby-doo mysteries where they Thank take you. Off i was the just mask. thinking that i was just thinking yeah. scooby-doo like ha here's what it is Aha, it yeah. was actually old man science like <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> but, but we indigenous we don't people you don't you, like you, do don't, with, you no. never bother to do that no. right We're it's keep- always somehow an authentic experience yeah that has nothing behind it, and they don't need to explain it because it's that. Because it's, it's
5: a native thing. Yeah. Like, come on, we just all know that's a thing. We yeah. don't need to go further than
6: that. So, since they can't beam anybody down and they can't risk sending a shuttle down, they decide to land Voyager. Yeah. Which sounds just like a bad idea. Right. Like, these people obviously don't want us on the planet, so we're gonna do the most aggressive thing we can possibly <laughs> yeah. do and land our entire ship down there. Yeah. So that's, that's also because like, Voyager is the only kind of main uh, Federation ship that you see in the series that can land on the planet. Yeah, you yeah, remember is, that.
5: Yeah, and it's, so it's always kind of cool. And then uh, they get caught in a Michi Cyclone. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm digging but that. But not, not
6: before you get the like, really heroic shots of like all the non natives being like, there might be some Indian magics going on, but we're going to give it our best shot. Yeah. Go team! Yeah, we're we're going to punch team. science
5: right through. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, they're all going to die. Yeah. Uh, and then Chicote is like, he sees a cave. Yeah. And then once you with see like a cave with a brilliant
6: bolts of lightning yeah, in front of it. There's more lightning, 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 lightning. Right. lightning. And he's but like, this, know, this obviously has is to do. some sort of cave that yeah. I should go
5: into. This is a test. Yeah. I, I'm gonna get through the lightning into the cave. Yeah. It's like being reborn. <gasps> oh come on. Oh, metaphor. I know. It's like oh, it's amazing. I know it was such a deep metaphor. Oh my
6: god. Somebody slap a PhD on this one. <laughs> <laughs> <It's incredible.
5: laughs> All right, so he goes in, gets into the cave, it's dark. And all of a sudden there's like crappy flashlights on him. Yeah. <laughs> like the illumination out of nowhere. It's like the scariest story flashlight. Yeah. Let me tell you a tale. It's not even like weird alien lights. It's just like like literally somebody's okay, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Here's your flashlights. Yeah. And he's remembering, he's remembering the past. Uh He's, there's, he hears this, you know, indigenous language. He's like, I don't know how to speak my language. Um, you know, figures appear. They continue speaking. And he remembers the symbol and that one word.
3: Jamusi, yeah. yeah. And
5: then
6: the lights go up. It's not just, you know, on his face anymore. The <laughs> lights go up. And shocker, it's aliens. It's aliens. It's aliens. It's always oh, aliens. Oh, it's aliens. That's right. Oh. There was... Yes. Yeah. Well, That's, that explains why indigenous people ever did
5: anything. Well, ever. yeah. Well, we... we. Oh, my God. Uh, let's go aliens. there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, alien dude puts it some tech in Shikote's hand. He's like, can you understand me now? And then they have this really, like, important and super interesting conversation. Uh, what's with the face marking? Oh, it's my dad had it. Uh, you're human? Yeah. We thought you were all <laughs> dead. Um ravaged your planet by people who with no respect for life and land blah 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 that
6: used to be true
5: yeah not anymore not anymore yeah uh talk
6: about talk about some internalized racism oh my
5: gosh yeah that whole conversation we all got over it it was like it was like talking to an anthropologist who was like you know with one of those theories about how like europeans settled here first you know like have you ever talked to these people don't ever talk to these people. They're like, yeah, I man. I just,
6: I just get my hawk. My hawk knows who they
5: are. Ah! Yeah. No, no. And it's like white people settled them. here first, and and thus you know we're colonizers. Um, and you know any 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 sort of advances that indigenous people made were like set up by the people who were here first, whether right. they be white people or aliens, right? Right. Yeah, and in this case, it's white aliens. <laughs> white, <yeah>. white aliens. <laughs> aliens. <Whalians. laughs> Yeah, and he's like, "How do you not remember? Like one of the gifts, uh, one of the gifts to our descendants is, is memory. And, like you should remember, right?" And, and yeah, the, and then he gets like he gets the full disconnected native guilt. Yeah, from right. guy. I was like, even, "You don't remember? God,
6: like you're seventy thousand light years away. You can't escape that flipping guilt. Like no, <laughs> I don't have the memory. Okay, like it's in their blood."
5: just listen listen to your blood it's yeah. there
6: like yeah and then you get the kind of like disembodied 45,000 years ago a group of humans they had no civilization no language no culture no fire no fire just a respect for the land they were chilly as shit and they couldn't complain about it to each other <laughs> but
5: they had a respect for the land yeah yeah these were the worthy <sighs> ones and and at that point i was like throwing up in my mouth a little oh, bit such. because like this is like this is this is like <laughs> This is just everything was, I hate, yeah, like the, really, the rest of the
6: episode was not the worst thing my eyes have ever seen, yeah, but this
5: this took the dang cake <laughs> like, well this is this is this is really this this is it, right yeah uh, there 's this idea that you know, in, indigenous peoples who have, like, who have left any sort of laugh, lasting, like, uh, architecture or culture or anything like that, that couldn't have possibly come from indigenous people. Um, culture comes from aliens, of course, right? Because there's seriously those series, right? Yeah. Like, who built the pyramids? These Mayan pyramids? Aliens! aliens you know, <laughs> who built the, like, the big Olmec heads? Aliens! aliens. You know, like, uh, how did you have, like, astrological knowledge? Aliens! aliens. <laughs> you know, it's always aliens. Because, like, you know, you had, you were just, like, primitive Stone Age people, you couldn't Come up with that stuff. Like it's great that you love nature and stuff, but aliens gave you the rest of it, right? It's a good thing aliens gave you
6: a temple to live in.
5: Yeah, nobody says that about Europeans. Nobody's like aliens, you know? well, I
6: mean it's it's pretty well documented that the Europeans just went and stole everything that they had from everybody else. (laughs) So you
5: know, I guess eventually that can
6: be traced back to aliens.
5: But (laughs) right? Right? Yeah. Anyway. But uh, so they gave them this this gift of curiosity and adventure because Like, that's not a human trait.
6: No, definitely no. not an indigenous
5: tribe. Well, no, you know
6: we were really content to just be primitive, With you know, no fire, no nothing nomadic. No yeah, yeah, no, no real lost like, property yeah. or culture or whatever.
5: Yeah. And then the Europeans came and gave us all that. Yeah, they gave us curiosity know? and adventure and genes. Yeah, and, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what he meant by genetic bonding. Maybe it was, it was genetic, genetic bonding.
5: bonding. Yeah. There you go. So then they finally figured out, hey, let's move out of this cold climate because yeah, now we're curious and, and adventurous. Yeah, because <laughs> living like, in this frigid cold environment doesn't take any you know, streak of adventure. It's just yes, like, no, it's you sit there and you huddle and you're like, man, yeah. if only I were more curious, it could be warm. <laughs> like, but, but you can't actually formulate that thought because you have no language. <laughs> you have no language, right. I have just got like, yeah. Like, I, I actually like, I think I punched through the paper here. I was just like, I hate this so much. Uh, so yeah, that
6: would, ugh. yeah. Okay. And then, oh yeah. And then they return, they return 12 generations ago, which I guess would put them at about, you know, maybe the 18, 1900s um from you know from the 24th century and there was no sign of uh their existence the indigenous people's existence when they returned so this is obviously height of colonialism they
5: obviously didn't look that hard right and (laughs) it's also obvious that like this goes into the extinction myth though for so many indigenous peoples that supposedly don't exist well it's also
6: i also think that it's uh the, the kind of like this idea that like you Know they're too assimilated,
5: yeah, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, because he, yeah, he talks about that. They, yeah, they moved out and they and they, uh, yeah, they he doesn't use the term assimilated, mm-hmm. but like they become parts of other cultures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're no longer indigenous,
2: That's
5: just yeah. Oof. And then, uh, you know, why were the is like, well, why were you guys hiding? And he's, and you know, we told you that, uh. Our, our message was peaceful it's like well we have found that human conquerors often begin that way like we come in peace and i was like yeah that's yeah that's
6: real yeah yeah that's some actual real alien indian wisdom right? there. i know but
5: but there there's the thing too is like the you know there's this homogenization of humans right and and in in the star trek universe um you know as explorers and and, and spacefaring you know colonists Every, everything happens the way that it happened on earth just in a more futuristic way yeah. right so there's no like there's no idea of like indigenous peoples how indigenous peoples would approach contact with alien life form it's all based on that colonial model yeah. so yeah it's we like come in wave. peace <laughs> <Yeah>. sucker yeah. <laughs> we so don't come in peace
6: yeah. all right and so meanwhile everybody on Voyager is gonna die yeah 10 seconds to impact nobody can save them Balana the in the engineering room is just like nope, everybody's given up. Uh, I can't do it for, goodbye everyone like they're all you know saying their prayers there's you know I always loved you yeah those like those looks that (laughs) are shared between characters because Star Trek is really bad at like character development so there's just looks (laughs) instead and uh yeah so it's like ten nine eight and then boom everything's okay (laughs) and they're like they're somehow rising again and they're completely fine and now they can see the alien population there's no cloaking they have no need to land so you don't get that like awesome CGI effect uh and that's it that's it there's yeah. no you know they, d- they also don't feel like they need to meet the people who
5: almost killed them no they just get permission to take like you know they can't take as much as they want but yeah. they can take a little bit which um, they're
6: fine with yeah kudos I guess you know like you could have been really crappy about it
5: yeah and then they're like okay quick we gotta wrap up Chicote's papa issues here yeah <laughs> so they find out
6: that uh, this okay. So this was kind of cool. These aliens have a generation ship. It takes two generations for them to get from their planet to Earth. Yeah. And that was awesome. And then of course it's also this metaphor because Chakotay's dad and then Chakotay two generations they to travel places. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Oh. To meet
5: their makers. Yeah, that's not obvious. Um, so. Yeah, you see he's describing his background a bit. He's yeah. like, my dad died. I went back to the colony to fight. You know, I wanted to honor his his vision. I or, uh, he went on vision quests multiple, like lots, yes. like all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As we all do. Yeah, totally. We're on one right now. I'm like the weekend warrior of vision quests. <laughs> it's like solid nine to five. Get out there. Have some visions. Like, uh, what do I want to eat tonight? I better vision quest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he takes he, he gets the tattoo and everything, which yeah. is I guess why they called it tattoo. Um, what? I don't... Right? Oh. You think? Okay. I know, yeah, it, no, I get it I now. Just, I just figured yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah.
6: That's good. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Good one. Sorry and
5: talk. yeah, so he's just like going through all this like, you know, here's how I, I embrace my father's culture too too late. I wish he knew and I just want to see my dad again. And Yeah, sob, sob, sob. Yeah. Uh, and he never, he never answered me till now, but now I get it. Uh, thanks, alien guy. And he hugs him, gives him the alien yeah, hug. the alien hug. Yeah. There you go. And then there's a hot cry. And then he's like talking to the hawk, like, yes, I hear you, father. Finally, I hear you. Yeah. And they beam up,
6: but you know what? He keeps the onesie. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's going to wear that to his next vision. Yeah, and post. also
6: he put it on Buck. Like, he's been naked and probably like sweaty in that thing. Like, it would be rude to give that back. Yeah. Without at
5: least like dry cleaning it or something. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? So, I, and I have written here, I can't wait to find my cool alien ancestors so I can value my human ones. Right? Because yeah. there, that sums it up. Like, yeah. you're, if, you're, if your culture is backwards and primitive, and you know, you, if, if, and you can't respect it because they can't get with the times, if you find out that you're, 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 the ancestors that came before are actually aliens, then you can look back and be like, they weren't actually primitive, they were like alien hipsters. <laughs> wait, wait, are you saying that we as indigenous people can look back, or that white
6: people can look back on our primitive cultures, but then be justified in honoring them because actually it was aliens?
5: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, that's what that, I think. That's what bothered me about this this episode the most was, you know, he was so disrespectful and dismissive oh, of, of his own culture as being primitive. But when he found out that aliens had actually like brought that culture, then it was cool. Yeah. But he's you know? also the
6: stand-in for white people, right? Well, yeah.
5: It's like, yeah, you got to you got to
6: throw in. There's got to be a little something extra. Yeah. It can't just be know? like
5: yeah. It can't just be like nomadic hunter gatherers. Yeah. It's It's got to be something like super alien and yeah.
6: Or or just like generally supernatural. It's got to be it's got to be spirits. It's got to be aliens. It's got to be dear woman who just shows up and stomps dudes to death all the time. It's got, you know, there's got to be something extra. We can't just be a group of people who know how to live on this land and just did it really successfully for a really long time. There's got to be that little extra thing to make us interesting and worth keeping alive.
5: Yeah. And it can't be magic and it can't be science because we're incompatible with science. So it's got to be that third track, right? And that third track... There, yeah, I think a lot of people really do believe that that third track does come from aliens. Or I mean, that's more that's 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 more digestible. You know, that idea yeah. that it comes from aliens, and that that trope comes up over and over and over again, right? Uh, if if we accept that indigenous culture, that that third way of knowing that isn't quite science, that isn't magic, but it's really alien. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's <glorious. laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, so. Right.
6: Yeah, anywhere. let's
5: wrap this baby up. Let's rate
6: it. Yeah, so uh, we decided to rate this episode out of asinine subplots um, because, that, you know, that just, like, it just kept busting into my yeah. my uh, viewing experience in a way that was very disruptive. Um, so <laughs> the way that we do this is we rate it out of five asinine subplots, five being it was incredible, you'd show your grandma,
5: you'd show... No, we it, decided we would have a separate kookum rating. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this when, once a we found something that was worth showing yes. your grandma. Yeah. If we ever find something that's, like, Kukum special will come up with their own. Okay, rating so for that. so you wouldn't show your
6: grandma, but it's like pretty dang good, yeah. you know. Uh, one is it was terrible, horrible. Uh, you'd never see it again. Uh, you would burn every copy you could find if you could, uh, right. but not the part with Chico <laughs> um So yeah, what what uh, what's your rating,
5: Chelsea? Oh man, I don't know. Like parts of this I liked because I felt that it was somewhat authentic to the disconnected experience, you know, and and that that internalized colonialism and that internalized racism that a lot of us have to face at some point. So, okay, so, all right, so I'm going to say, I'm going to go with a, because I'm always lower than you, so I'm going to go with a 2.5, because I appreciated them dealing with that. I just don't think that they dealt with it, like, in a, in a way that actually, like, brings it out at all, you yeah. know, like, it was just sort of like... Um, the the idea of the like the self hating native who has to like be more dismissive and disrespectful of his own culture than white people um, so essentially being the stand in for the white people who you know are too politically correct to say those things but actually believe them I hate that like I really don't like how we get used that way and and that's something like like we literally get used that way still if you want somebody to like push development in your community you want somebody to like uh, you know be the go to guy for like why we should allow destructive, extractive resources, um, you, you find that guy who, who is like, who is, you know, who, who's drank the Kool-Aid and like, my people need to get with the times, like we need to be more modern and et cetera. Like it's a really damaging thing, yep. I think personally and just like culturally. But they, they sort I, I don't know, I saw it, I liked it. Um, what else? Mostly I just hated that, the whole alien thing. Like we can't, you know, we're, we're not cool unless like aliens made us, yeah. <sighs> But the hawk, yeah, I like the hawk. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna start cultivating. I doubt I'm gonna be able to like actually get a hawk to do anything, but I'm gonna work on the spider treaty. Yeah, totally. If I can harness the power of spiders to like, like punish my enemies, I mean, it's it's like minor punishment, but it's man, spider bites are really itchy. It's like just get them right in the bum, so they can't sit. You know? Yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah. And they won't even know it's me. And right? then every
6: time they shift when they do sit, it yeah, just gets really just scratches itchy again. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: So that gave me some good ideas. Also,
6: so, yeah, like no aphids five. in your garden ever again. Yeah. Don't true. have to worry about that. Yeah. You don't have to worry about houseflies. Yeah. Like yeah, you should you should work on that. All right, yeah. that's my
5: that's my project.
6: So I'm gonna give this one. I'm actually gonna go lower than you. I'm gonna give it uh, two asinine subplots out wow. of five. Um, for a lot of the reasons that you said, uh, I actually like as much as Chakotay was the like whiny teen, uh, which we've just we've already seen way too much of. Yeah, about, both yeah. in real life and in science fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I also agree. Like I think you know the recognition that you know Indigenous people were not all just like calm and happy and optimistic and like in touch with the land and or like angry about colonialism and too bitter
5: and yeah. are just
6: going to destroy ourselves with our own negativity there's kind of like this in between where you know we do have conflict about this and like we are kind of like questioning where we're at and like right. how to be you know how do you overcome disconnection yeah 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 i really i really like that and i generally like i generally kind of like chakotay but he he very much is that that white stand-in yeah you know and then
5: i'll say all the things about my people that you're too polite to say
6: yeah yeah, I will I will be that skeptic so you don't have to be yeah. and I'll be that like rude ass teen so that you don't have to be like yeah. Phew, yeah. yeah, that was bad. And then yeah, the aliens. You know, you, like the rest of the show could have been great, but you you pull that business <laughs> like like saying that we're actually originated from aliens, yeah. you know? Like that that is literally the other side of the coin from saying oh, we're all native to somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah. I can, I just cannot stand that. Like yeah. you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't burn every single copy of this episode mm. if I found it, but I definitely you no, know, I'm, not, not I'm not gonna watch this. it again. Not for,
5: like, not, not, this is not, like, an awesome portrayal of indigenous yeah. people. And also, like, when you look at
6: Voyager, like, Chakotay doesn't get a lot of screen time, really. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just kind mm-hmm. of there, like, taking orders from the captain, which, like, you know, like, I'd, I'd like a dude to do that for me. <laughs> but, like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get a lot of, you know, his own stuff. Like, this is, yeah. a, I think, the most developed character development yeah. you get for Chakotay for, like, seasons, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, that's what they do, you know, it's, and that's the other thing. is like we can't develop outside of our indigeneity. You know, right. it's always got to be about the fact that we are indigenous and we have to come to terms with that and we have to, you know, this or that. And or, you know, if it's not about us, it's about that white guy who needs to learn a lesson to be right. more true to through, himself. Through
5: indigenous people. Yeah. yeah, so, I don't know.
6: I, you know, we... You didn't do it,
5: Voyager. We're looking for the promised land and you were not no, it. <laughs> yeah, Star
6: Trek, Star Trek is not the promised no. land for indigenous science fiction. No, no it is not. No.
5: All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Métis in Space. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to do something that we never do. We're going to do a Q&A. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's do that now. Yeah. All right. Q&A.
4: A, A. a, a, a.
5: <laughs>
4: All right. Thank you so much. That was awesome. I felt like I don't want to listen to it again because I've got so many obnoxious laughs in there. I'm like, oh, god, that was me. <laughs> Um, so for those of you that are latecomers, we'll just reintroduce ourselves. My name is Celia Joseph. I'm in the First Nation Studies program, and I've got, uh, been doing some research around podcasting and women in podcasting, so I'm super pumped to be here.
7: Uh, my name is Lindsay, Lindsay Cornham. Uh, I'm doing a master's here. Uh, I study Indigenous Futurism, so it seemed like a natural fit to hang out with the Métis and Space Crew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> So we thought we'd open up to the audience. Uh, Are there any kind of general questions, comments, or feedback that you'd like to share?
6: Also, if you think we're wrong about everything that we said, or anything (laughs) that we said.
7: Well, I actually have sort of an an alternative reading of the whole alien thing. Um, And this comes like, this is like an intentional sort of subversive reading that I've had to do throughout my years as a sci-fi fan in order to like, you know, m- more uh, to appreciate the, the media that I like. Um, so <laughs> like, uh, this comes up also in X-Files, which is like my favorite TV show ever, uh, in which the Navajo have like a special connection with the aliens, and it's sort of implied that they've had like a, a very long relationship, and that the aliens have like have helped them, uh, and then the aliens also know Navajo, or maybe the aliens gave them the language, yeah. there's like, uh, it's unclear. Um, but I kind of like that idea in some ways because, yes, it obviously comes from a very uh, racist place in which people think that Native people can't accomplish things without the help of aliens, but I also think it's kind of cool to be like, yeah, we have a special relationship with these advanced beings because they recognize our own advanced nature. <laughs> yeah. So we are that advanced alien race, um, but you are seeing it as like a like a separate thing, like the, like the alien, the advanced aliens are separate from the primitive indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my sort of intentional misreading, it's actually there, those two, those two groups are the same. Um, so we're kind of, we are those advanced aliens. Um, although that, that, that brings up, you know, sort of the tensions between indigeneity and alien, um, which is something that this, this episode and sci-fi in general is always, um, is always dealing with is who who is native and who is alien, yeah, and that yeah, who and that anxiety. And who yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. No, I, I like that. I, I kind of I really like the idea of like taking a lot of this stuff that is like truly horribly racist and like some of it's well meaning. Like I think that Star Trek, you know, at its core is well meaning because it's all about you know do gooding liberals. But um, I like I like that idea of of kind of doing that misreading because I think it creates a lot of space, um, not only to like kind of see yourself kind of represented even if it's misrepresented but it also like takes space to take those narratives and really subvert them in like new ways and like create indigenous futurism out of like really narrow-minded like white sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And so like yeah, I think that's really sweet.
5: But I think if if we're going to do that, we also need to be presenting it because mm-hmm. that's definitely not how it's written, right? Yeah. Like I really like that and and there's there's other tropes too that we can like turn around, mm-hmm. but um but because this is written, like, for and by white men in the main, you know that, that they're, they're not seeing it that way. Mm-hmm. So if we could, like, and, and we were talking about this earlier when we were doing, like, the, the radio interview, about um, we're sort of, like, pushed into the margins of, of what we can produce and put out there for, for the public so we, we can write things, we can, uh, we can put out short stories and stuff, but in the main, we don't get much of a chance to, to put out uh, visual You know, work. We don't get to put out like TV shows or movies and things like that. And those are those things are hugely influential on on, on how people see us. So if we, if we, if we're only doing that, you know, like looking at it and subverting it and writing, um, then it's only going to reach a narrow like group of people, mostly ourselves. Right. Right. But if we get the chance to to sort of like put that out there in, in more television shows, more movies and stuff like that, then I think we can start to like turn the tide. But that's gonna take like, I don't know what the heck that's gonna take because it's hugely expensive, right? There's not a lot of support for, for native filmmakers out there. Um, there's not much space. So how, how do we, you know, I kind of think like podcasting is one of the ways, you know, that we can do that. Um, but just being able to, to get out there with those those rereadings of things and maybe we can turn that into the, the reading. You know, mm-hmm. but that—that's frustrating because yeah. How are we going to change that? It's great that you know we're thinking about how it could be the other way, but how do we make Josh Whedon see that? You know? <laughs> Josh, just
4: listen to our podcast
5: and don't talk
4: <laughs> ever. So I would like some more. Oh, I'm so loud. I don't feel like I really don't. Feel like oh, it. do it because it's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, I just kind of want some background about how the two of you met and how this project kind of came to be. Why sci-fi? That's a lot of questions. Yeah.
6: Uh, (laughs) So I guess the main thing is like, we're both really big nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As we're finding a lot of native people are. Like that's, that's that's (laughs) That's one cool thing. Yeah. That's like one of the best things about this podcast like, Like, yeah, Nietzsche nerds are everywhere. And like, we get emails from people who are like. No way! Like you need to watch this show, and you need to watch this episode, and like then they'll send us this like massive analysis, and we're like, oh, that's genius! Yeah, like, come like people really us. thought
5: about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah
6: awesome. and like people send us comic books, people send us you know like music. Like we've you know it's like one of the things with like sci. I don't know what it is specifically about sci-fi, but like the fandom culture in sci-fi is so huge and so devoted and like now that we're like kind of you know turning the stone over for like Nietzsche nerds it's like it's kind of the same thing you know yeah, like people people everywhere. are ready people are so ready to just like be in Nietzsche nerd fandom but
5: it's what's great. our origin story oh yeah we, we did one we, we've got a couple of them
6: yeah um okay so let's see this one I want a volcano in this one. Oh yeah so uh basically like um Chelsea was volcano spelunking For a while, and was kind of like looking for new uh, extreme sports. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, you know, uh, kind of surfing on the. You know what? This, this, no, this is not going anywhere. Were you working for Mary
5: Kay? You'd almost gotten that pink, like Cadillac. Wait,
6: did you turn this into I'm working for Mary Kay? (laughs) Yes, I did. Or I'm gonna go with it. Yeah,
5: (laughs) totally. So I was spelunking in the volcanoes. You were working for Mary Kay. We're both (laughs) unhappy with our lives. (laughs)
6: <laughs> yeah, we knew we knew we needed a switch, so yeah. that's why Chelsea's now
5: working for Mary Kay. Uh, <laughs> She's collecting the volcanoes. Yeah, yeah we no. actually just had a lot of time on our hands, and yeah. my kids were were gone for the summer, and I was just like, "Gralee, come hang out with me!" Like literally twice a day. Yeah, literally like, once. I don't know in what to the do morning. Morning. my life. Once in the evening, every <laughs> yeah. day. So we we we'd hang out and start drinking wine, and, and we just like when we get together. We talk about all this stuff. Like this is actually a pretty normal conversation for us. Like we just walk around and we talk about like how reconciliation sucks. Like it's just like all like bitching all the time, and uh, and we're like, haha, we're so funny. Yeah, we're we're the funniest. well yeah. uh, wow, we
6: laugh at our own jokes so yeah. much
5: that sometimes we start wheezing and can't stop. <laughs> totally. And it wouldn't be great if we could like, if, if we could draw, we could do like comics. Uh, we can't draw. Wouldn't it be great if we could like animate things? And, and you know, and like, but we can't. No. Wouldn't it be great if we were models? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we could be, but we chose not to. <laughs> uh, but we're like, but we could talk, so we're like, hey, we should do this podcasting thing.
6: Yeah, because so Ryan McMahon had just released uh, on his Red Man Laughing uh, podcast, he had kind of released sort of a how to. And we literally, we'd just kind of both recently listened to it and so like, yeah, we can give that a try. And it turned out to be ridiculously easy and we kind of had the same idea somehow yeah. like we like right from the beginning we we were really on we were like par. let's call it Métis in space yeah it. let's do this yeah sci-fi woo yeah let's <laughs> make some like cheesy beep boop music yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> oh let's have like an ask a white man section oh, yeah. ha ha like laughing <laughs> yeah. at our own joke Yeah. and you know and then we put it together and it it really did end up just being super super easy like you can download all sorts of voice filters music yeah. effects all stuff yeah free yeah like, completely free like we we went out and got like a kind of a decent microphone and you know, we just do it on my Mac. Like, it's yep. so, so easy. It went, it went from idea to reality within, I think, three days. Yeah. And we literally
5: thought nobody was going to listen to us but our moms. Except and then our moms, moms, moms don't listen. listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mom was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. See, yeah, like, I get a lot of that, like, like, like long-distance pat on the head. That's great. Yeah. Like, like, you keep doing that. that, that. Casting of the pod. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds nice. Yeah. So, yeah, our moms didn't listen to it, but we were like, you know,
6: it it served the purpose of when we couldn't be together, we could listen to ourselves and laugh at our own jokes again
5: (laughs) as we made them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which
6: we actually, I do that a lot.
5: I I listen, I I like. I listen to us a lot. It's kind of embarrassing.
6: Yeah, my roommates sometimes walk in on me listening to I it know. myself.
5: I've gotten over getting caught listening to us. I'm oh just like, God. whatever. Oh, well, you're listening to your podcast again. I'm like, I know. And I and I keep laughing at the same jokes over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> like, dear woman. Dear woman. I oh <laughs> almost like passed out. I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. Uh, With, like
6: when we bust out laughing so hard that we can't speak for like <laughs> yeah. 15 seconds. And then you're also laughing so hard that yeah. you still like you still can't speak
5: for the same amount of time yeah yeah i don't know
6: what that is anyway no it's great anyway it's yeah i was gonna say healthy healthy self-confidence or narcissism or (laughs) narcissism.
4: it's fine it's fine yeah and how has um how's the the medium worked out for you so you kind of seems like you kind of fell into podcasting because you're like well i couldn't do this or that so give this a try and then how is that how's it panned out or has have you guys been receptive to it
5: we don't have to brush our hair (laughs) <laughs> or get out of our pajamas.
4: All right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really helpful.
5: Yeah, some it, people have suggested that we do like uh you know, I, like this, like, I wore pants. But, like, um, like video, you know, like video right. logs or whatever? Like, no way, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, it just so happened that, you know, we have
6: been doing the podcast for, I think, like six weeks or something, and we were having a great time. And uh, then we hear that, you know, Ryan McMahon is, is starting up this Indian and Cowboy media network, uh, and he's looking, you know, he's looking for podcast ideas, he's looking for other media ideas. And we thought it was a great idea, um, and we kind of just, like, on a whim, we just emailed him and we were like, hey, Ryan, like, we know, don't know if, got this if thing we're going. what you're looking for, but yeah, like, we, we don't know if this is the kind of thing that you'll want, but or it could be interesting to you. But you know, we're doing this and here's the link and blah, blah, blah. And he emailed us back and was like, that sounds awesome. Like, yeah. welcome aboard. And,
5: and then he did all like the any oh, the yeah. difficult stuff for us. Yeah, like we, we he put us on the iTunes. We got us the website. We stopped because I have no desire to like actually learn this technology, you know, other than this, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's no learning curve that I want to be a part of here. So he was just like, oh yeah, I'll do this. And he, and he tell, you know, he geeks out and tells us like these things that he's doing. And I'm like, that's great. You know? Yeah. Whatever that is.
6: Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to make us a blog, Ryan? He'll be (laughs) like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Uh, RSS.
5: Yeah. What?
6: Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I never I'm figured it out because we didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> High five for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but a big part of podcasting, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And we managed to get in with a guy who loves doing the work that we are not interested in doing.
4: Right. Yep. So it's a, it's a beautiful friendship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But outside of how podcasting has been like a convenient medium for you guys or like a accessible medium for you, like what does it offer to other people? Your podcast and then kind of podcasting as a medium. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Well. well, you can download it, right? Okay. So, a lot of a lot of communities still don't have very reliable internet, mm-hmm. but you can you can download it over time and then you listen to it offline, which is really great. Um, we we don't need like radio is expensive. A lot of communities still listen to radio, although everything's getting defunded right now. But getting a radio show is expensive. Um, you know, you have to go somewhere. You have to put on pants, uh, <laughs> at least to get there. Um, all y'all working in radio, I know you're not wearing pants. Um, but yeah, and, and it's expensive, and, and it's at a specific time. And I, like me, when it comes to radio shows, um, I, I quite often like I just miss it, right? So it, this is you can listen to it any time. Uh, you can listen to it in any community, basically, because most people have like some sort of like device now, even up in northern communities. So yeah. the accessibility of it is is a big deal. Yeah, it's also like surprisingly
6: a dynamic. Form of media, um, It's one of those things I think like Chelsea and I both grew up listening to different kinds of radio and there are lots of different kinds of radio out there that, that translates really well into podcasting. So we went to the Montreal Comic Con, for example, and we did kind of like a field trip and we <laughs> we did the thing because, you know, like the thing with, with video and vlogs and stuff, you know, we don't have money for effects. We don't have money for, you know, big scenes or, you know, whatever else that you would use to, yeah, to, to make that know. kind of thing fancy but with you know if you're just doing audio like I went to the dollar store got us a couple space blankets got us some like you know like best costumes LED ever. bracelets like the full deal and we went to Comic Con you know yeah. and we just walked around Comic Con and interviewed people um, and you know just like Chopped it up and like put it together in a show, and like got you know Chelsea's daughter to make us some like cool music. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, it was awesome. It's it's very easy and like you know stuff like this as well. Like it's it's not you know we could do this. We could just like go set up in a field somewhere and interview people passing yep. by. Yeah. Um, you know we've we've done stuff that is kind of similar to radio plays,
2: mm-hmm.
6: um, where we're doing we're doing kind of like world building and future building, but through through kind of like this audio format. And yeah. it's something that yeah, as Chelsea said, it's like it's convenient for other people, but it's also like really, really dynamic. You know, there's there's just so much that you can do to kind of you can build a world through audio and through storytelling in that way. Yeah.
5: And it keeps getting called new media and stuff, but I think for us, like storytelling is is like old school, big time. Yeah. Right. This this is like the technology is a little bit different, but what we're doing is very traditional. Right. You know, we're just talking and telling stories and and you know and sharing that. That's it. You know, yeah. laughing at our own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> <the> most traditional. <laughs> yeah. Do you have
7: any more? Um, yeah, Does there any more questions from the group, from the audience, that you'd like to know? Dexter? Uh,
5: Let, let's see. the... We oh, this, get one's, it on, on this the, one's on. This one's on. So, I guess, like, you
6: better yog. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, okay. <laughs> uh, So, basically, um, if you're okay with your question being recorded and maybe put on the podcast, you can talk into the mic. And if you're really not cool with it, no worries. We'll probably just repeat whatever it is that you said. Yeah. <laughs>
8: Um, I'm sort of interested in t- uh, to get back to the show. Uh, I'm sort of interested in two things. one the uh, looking at that sort of subplot which is like super heavy-handed and like throwaway. It's sort of interesting as sort of a, a weird attempt at a commentary on sort of the failings of science and the medical establishment in terms of treating people and bringing in that extra piece of it, which is a connect like a <laughs> "Quote unquote human connection, to the body that sort of filtered through this hologram doctor who doesn't really know how to talk to real people, sort of juxtaposed with the treatment of science and versus more natural things in the rest of the episode, um, and." Um, Well, that person at the FAQ who's not phrasing it in the form of a question, I'm interested in that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other thing that I was sort of interested in, I remember watching the episode, um, that moment where Chakotay, who very much through the filter of like a really whiny teenage boy who doesn't want to be there, does make that comment about, well, why don't we just leave them alone? Which, uh, for me, on sort of a personal level, uh, is sort of an interesting dialogue between people who are trying to make connections to people who are like... uh, Uh, descended from the same people or uh, have quote-unquote a more authentic connection or more direct connection to the roots and how do you uh, make those connections which something I can sort of relate to in a respectful way without duplicating some of the weird stuff about going in search of people who maybe otherwise want to be left alone you know and so it's not something that's treated very much in the show but it just sort of raised I guess more questions for me in terms of um, how do you do that you know and what uh, are sort of the, some of the issues around that.
5: Yeah, yeah so you got like the, I- the issue of reconnection and then also yeah, so the whole subplot with the doctor uh, so part of the, one of the themes of this show was definitely uh, going beyond the, the rational. You know, not everything has to be logical, sometimes you can just feel it sort of thing, right? So there's this idea that yes, we can be, you know, and that's always a tension in Star Trek, right? Is, uh, is, is, is between the, like, the extreme of the Vulcan rash, rational and the human feeling, yep. right? But this is also an indigenous thing too, where like, since we don't science, we have to, we have to come at things through, through how we like our intuition. Mm-hmm. So the doctor's sort of like trying to discover intuition and maybe through that like it's it's sort of like a parallel to like Shikote also ex- you know, like becoming more familiar with his own indigeneity through his intuition. Um Man, I just read that as like
6: if you're stubborn it's gonna come back and bite you. <laughs> like quit being so dang stubborn. But that was that was good. That was good. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I can read it that way.
5: And then what do you wanna say any, anything about like respectful
6: reconnection? Yeah, so I think, I think part of it is, like, Star Trek, you're right, Star Trek is really heavy-handed about this kind of thing, and it's literally, I think, like, one of the things that I took from that is, like, if you want to reconnect... Um, no matter what your connection is, don't just like stomp over into somebody's village with your Indiana Jones hat on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that it's it's one of those things where I think absolutely that's something that like needs to be talked about more. Like uh, particularly like among Indigenous peoples everywhere. Like what yeah. what how do we how do we approach if you're disconnected? How do we approach you know? reconnecting in respectful and humble ways, you know? And so you kind of see that, you kind of see like the switching of tactics, you kind of see like, you know, trying to be just like really accepting and ready for kind of whatever comes, even if it's a group of people you don't know, just like stripping your right down. Like, you know, and I think that it's one of those things, especially in terms of the way that Star Trek operates with its kind of entitlement to cultures and its entitlement to just either observe or interact with or bring everything into the Federation. Um, You know this this kind of idea of why don't we just leave well enough alone is is something that's like kind of for Star Trek in particular revolutionary. Mm -hmm. But I think also it's kind of revolutionary for you know like our society in which everything is knowable and you're entitled to all knowledge all of the time, whenever you want it. Yeah, whenever you want it, it
5: needs to be there, accessible Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. There there are those nuances there where.
6: You know, not everything is knowable to everybody all the time. But some people do have more claim to certain types of knowledge and certain types of connection than other people do. And we need to be able to approach that uh, in ways that are like, you know, generous, but not generous to a fault. You yeah. know,
5: and it's it's interesting. The whole issue of reconnection too is really fraught. Um, there's the onus is always is, is definitely always put on people who are disconnected to to go yeah. through a process. And and for most part, that's valid, right? Like nobody's just going to come and hand it to you. But when we're looking at just the overwhelming urbanization and disconnection that's happening with Indigenous peoples, I think that within our communities, those of us who who still are connected to our communities, there there is sort of like um, you know, there's a need to figure out a process for this, right? And I don't think we're there yet because like in, in community there's just there's so many issues, right? You're just like trying to deal with basic survival and there's so much happening at once. You're constantly reacting to, like, funding cuts and violence and this and that, right? Like, so building a future is almost impossible because you can barely keep up with the present. And, 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 and I think that's deliberate. So our ability to, like, formulate a plan for reconnection with our, like, uh, you know, our urban diaspora, it, it isn't there. And, and I know, like, there's, there's definitely, like, um, a feeling that, you know, uh, if, you, if you are urban, you're disconnected, you're, kinda, it's, you're better off. And like, what the hell are you coming out here for? Trying to figure out stuff, uh, but we—I think we very like quickly need to get that together and figure out, like, actually determine a process because it's happening sort of uh, in ways that are putting people at risk. You know, you've got people um, who are presenting themselves as as elders or healers and stuff like that, and who are like actually taking advantage of people in in urban centers or even in even like back home, right? So it's putting people at risk because they don't know how to reconnect in a legitimate way. And the communities themselves don't always have a method for that to happen. So, I mean, this is a, it's a big issue, and how it's how it's going to be resolved, I don't know. But it's something that we really have to figure out soon.
0: Um, first, just want to say thank you so much. Um, I think like the the conversations and uh, are so important, and I think kind of interjecting this kind of perspective within kind of sci-fi and and stuff like that is so important, and it's kind of been missing for a long time. So, I want to say thank you first for for taking that task and, and doing such a wonderful job, because I think it's so amazing. Um, I guess kind of building on, on what we were just talking about here, I, I, I've been thinking a little bit about um, kind of authenticity, I guess, in terms of how um, Indigenous people are viewed by outsiders, in terms of authenticity. I think it comes up, um, you know, kind of the urban versus reserve versus rural versus all these kind of things. And I think in, in, the, in the episode, um, mm-hmm. you kind of see like, the, the kind of um, indigenous group like in the past, kind of in the bush, uh, and then you see like the dad who's like kind of like in the middle, like he went, but he's still like really connected, kind of, and then the son who's like not connected at all. So, I mean, I guess for me, it's like, I mean, these, all, all three of them, I, I mean, are indigenous people, but, our, but their authenticity from the outside is viewed very differently, but also, but also uh, internally, too, right? Like, how we view each other in terms of authenticity. And I mean, I grew up in the city. Like, I'm from Saskatoon, um, and that's kind of been a, a, a thing, is, like, growing up in the city versus, you know, like, my friends and, and family who grew up, like, you know, in the bush or whatever. Like, it's different, but I, I've always... It took me a while to get here, but, you know, I've realized that, like, like, my voice is an authentically indigenous voice. It's a, it's a, it's a real perspective that's, um, but that's kind of fuzzy. So I just would like to hear uh, your comments on that. And then the second thing is I just was wondering, like, who has reached out to you based on the podcast that's been the most surprising? Has there anyone, like, kind of, like, in the sci-fi world, like, reached out to you and be like, whoa, this is awesome, you know, I had no idea. Um, or even just kind of, like, Indian famous people who are like, oh, my God, I'm such a nerd. <laughs>
6: Uh, well, I guess to, to answer your second question, um, Eve Tuck complimented Métis in space one time. That was cool. She's cool. Uh, but no, no.
5: Let, let's go back to that. Eve Tuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was I was
6: trying to be like I was trying to humblebrag. I know. I know. Yeah. No,
5: because we we've been we we started this thing like we had to get rid of the Ask a se- segment segment um, because it was we were just kind of getting uncomfortable with it. It was uh, it was sort of like walking the line between satire and just replicating like racist uh you know tropes and it was also like really hard on my partner to be the mooney Ow. like it's you know to to pretend to be this, this racist person all the yeah, time it's we totally were draining. just coercing him into it yeah like he would like physically leave just like Ugh, like that so it was a little Ugh. um so in the second season we've been trying to world build more mm-hmm. and we're kind of like not really sure if anybody was digging that um or seeing what we're doing but like eve tuck did so like Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he tucks into it. Yeah. Yeah. And
6: I guess that also, I guess, kind of, like, plays into, like, at least, I guess, like, the most surprising thing for me is not that uh, there were particular, like, Nietzsche's who were into it, but that there's this group of essentially, like, self-flagellating white people who love it. Yeah. Like, particularly, like, white men. Yeah. Love us yelling about how much we hate them yeah and it's surreal it's absolutely surreal they're like tell us more about what scum we are You're yeah like, oh
5: my it's goodness. a little like not we're not really sure how to deal with that yeah, like we're like, we're you like just, you okay just get a lot of like those like disinfected wipes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a bit yeah. odd but yeah. um no it, okay just yeah dealing with that is uh We've met fans like all over the place, mm. it, and it, it, like
6: we hear, you know, like you hear from you hear from your cousins, you hear from your yeah. buds who like know somebody or like who are up somewhere this one time. Like, the best story that I heard was a friend of mine uh, was up in the De Chinta Busk uh, school up north, and um, uh, ended up going into Yellowknife. I, th- I think it was Yellowknife for uh, like a checkup. Uh, cause she's pregnant, and um, behind like the desk, the receptionist at the doctor's office. Was listening to Métis in space, That's and she awesome. had never heard us do it before because she'd gone up to the school before uh, we started podcasting, but uh, apparently like, she was like in like sitting in the waiting room being like, "God, that voice is recognizable <laughs> what who is that And then you, like went up and asked, and then yeah, so there was like a fan just like randomly up you know yeah. just you know there's folks everywhere for it's me, the, the really coolest cool.
5: point with my 11 year old daughter was at school, and uh, she, she goes to school with this like uh, there's actually a fair amount of Nietzsche's in her school she's going to school with this one Cree girl. And uh, she she was wearing her Métis and space shirt, and the girl's like, "Oh, my mom listens to that and yes. And yet yeah, my daughter's like, "My mom is in that." <laughs> and they were like, "Whoa <laughs> like yeah. boom that that's when I made it yeah. when my kid like got some props for that yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, um, go, okay. the, uh, the issue of authenticity yeah yeah, so th- I mean that kind of ties into uh, also what we're talking about like you know reconnection and but yeah, this outside view of what's authentic, and then our own views of like how authentic am I? But I think I think to deal with that, you just have to like be really, um, really honest about what perspective you're coming from. If you're if you're urban, uh, don't don't talk like you're from the res. right? And and this is something that I'm seeing a lot on uh, social media, is this sort of like uh, role playing that that goes on. Uh, a, a lot of times with people who are reconnecting is they kind of like want to be more Nietzsche than the niches, like so all you, you see people going from like okay i'm trying to I'm trying to you know reconnect to like you know making jokes like they were born on the res you know but these jokes are based on like like smoke signals and cheesy stuff you know like so just don't do that just be honest about where your perspective is because like that's 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 the most authentic thing you can do. You can just be like, "This is where I come from. I can't speak for experiences outside of that, right?" And and that's authentic. The the urban experience is authentic. The you know. It, this idea that if you grew up in your community that automatic automatically means that you know how to hunt and stuff like that That's not true, man There's lots of people who live out in their community who have like no skills who sit around and watch TV all day Like that's and authentic. Yeah, too. and vice versa is true as well, yeah. right? Yeah, a guess, lot of, a lot of city niches like
6: go out and hunt all the time Yeah, right. and I guess like something I wanted to add to that is like that the urban versus rural divide is like so colonial right yeah. because it, it just it feeds in firstly to this idea that we ever ceded any land can we just, can we just place a big BS on that one? Yeah. Like seed release and surrender. Give me a break. Um, so like the urban versus rural divide, you know, that's, that's colonization, you know? Like it's all indigenous land, yeah. right? The cities are on the land. Yeah, and I think, I think that that's something that like, you know, it, it does show to a certain extent, you know, when we talk about authenticity, what we consider authentic, if, if it matches up with what the Muniwak consider authentic, we're doing it wrong. We are doing it so yeah, wrong. Yeah. And I think that, like, in a lot of ways, we, we really are doing it wrong. We we are making those... You know, we are, we are doing things like just making jokes based on smoke signals. And, yeah. you know, I'm more Indian than you because I do this thing that white people consider to be indigenous. You yeah, know, yeah. like, yeah, we, ne- we really do. We need to move past that. And we need to, I think, as well, coming from somebody who is also quite disconnected, like, I think a big part of it is just, like, recognizing that it's a process and not a product. You don't ever gain authenticity, you know? And you just got to, like... Go and just be like, you know, just be like humble and like approach it with humility and like get ready to like get your ass kicked sometimes, you know, because like you, you do make mistakes and you do
5: overstep and like if you've got good people around you, they'll let you know. But, like, I don't, I don't know anybody who doesn't question that for themselves. You, you meet the most, like, you, you know, you look at this one person, you're like, wow, that's the most Indian Indian I ever met. <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna have all sorts of issues with not being completely fluent in their language. They're going to have all sorts of identity issues based on this and that and the other thing. You can't look at someone and assume that they, they believe that they're, you know, the most authentic. I think we're all struggling with that because it's something that we're taught from day one is you're, you know, you're a descendant, of these people, but because indigeneity, like authentic indigeneity stopped it at, at, you know, at some point, you're not really them. And we're all filled with that. And we all internalize it. Yeah. yeah. And then that also plays into like, you know,
6: what you say about, uh, you know, this idea of like the seventh and eighth generations, you know, it's on us, you know, we, we have to be indigenous because we've kind of internalized this idea that we are going to vanish. Yeah. Like, if we're not so careful, if we're not all learning our languages at all times, if we're not all getting out on the land and learning every single skill that we can, if we're not rejecting everything that is European... We vanish. We're just gone. Yeah. You know? There's
5: a lot of pressure. Like, I don't know... I I, I have talked about this a lot, but, like... There's, I know, growing up there was this, you know, you guys are the seventh generation, and there's so much pressure. You guys got to learn the language, you got to bring back all these things, and you're like, holy crap! Like, you're a kid, you're being told that you got to save your people. That's a lot of pressure, right? <laughs> and the thing is, it's like we're still doing it. So now, now, you know, our kids are the seventh generation. They they got to save it because we didn't do it, and we got to stop doing that to ourselves. Like, we're not we're not vanishing. Like, <laughs>
6: that's just, that's just it. Is if if we're
5: if our, big, if our big thing that, like, organizes how
6: we live our lives is that we need to save ourselves from vanishing, we're going to vanish. Yeah. You know, like we, like, we need to stop instilling this, this anxiety, this vanishing anxiety in ourselves and, like, start instilling, like, confidence and, like, respect for where we're at. Like, we need to recognize that, like, what we have, in whatever ways we have it, is like good and authentic and worth cultivating. You yeah. know, it's, it's gotta be about teaching and learning relationships and not about scrabbling to survive, mm-hmm. you know.
4: But then also that is, like that is, sometimes it's not scrabbling it can be empowering if you're doing it because you want to Mm -hmm. for yourself and for your nation to speak the tongue of where you come from as opposed to this urgency that we're so fragile we're about to we're about to disappear the vanishing indian because like my my nation has like 12 15 speakers left so in some ways there is yeah well it's not it's not so much an an urgency of this is this is it now but there's there needs to be a desire a yearning to Mm -hmm. learn this because it's It's the language of where we come from, right? Mm -hmm. So there can be an urgency because it's it's what we love, as opposed to the fact that this is something that's being enforced on us and that we're about to disappear. Yeah, totally, totally.
6: And, like, I agree, like, they're definitely, you know, I think that we can recognize that there, you know, in a lot of ways, there is crisis. Mm. There is crisis, and crisis exists in certain places and exists around certain issues. But we need to stop, I guess, like, approaching it like, this is the be-all and the end-all, mm-hmm. and if you don't do this, you have failed, and mm-hmm. you are not Indian enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it does. Mm-hmm. It needs to be about empowerment mm-hmm. and about
4: mm-hmm.
6: resistance yeah. and in ways that are, like, you know, fulsome and healthy and, like, involve a lot of people. It's not, it's not yeah. you are the one saviour yeah. of your nation, you know? Yeah,
4: because what that also does is it feeds into this kind of, uh, this kind of narrative that tradition has stopped. Yeah. right? But if you okay. are always trying to revive something, then I remember when Leanne Simpson came mm-hmm. and did a talk in our feminisms class, she talked about how what colonialism did was it it froze tradition. Mm-hmm. And so by always trying to grasp onto something else, what we've done is we've stopped noticing how we're how things have evolved and what has become new about who we are as people mm-hmm. and the new kind of identities and whatever we now look at as authenticity. Yeah,
7: totally. That actually uh, leads me to a question I'm sort of curious to hear your answer to about the idea of Métis in space. So what is an authentic, you know, quote-unquote, uh, Métis identity in outer space?
6: Oh, God, you went for the identity question.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Or
7: it could be, you know, it could also be a, a disavowal of authenticity. I mean, maybe that's what, what going to outer space could also be a move to. I'm not saying that it has to be, that uh, you know, that you have to, like, argue for an authentic, Métis identity in space, but I'm wondering, uh, in and especially in the second season with your sort of world bu- building, um, which I think is really interesting, uh, what it means to you to bring that Métis identity into outer space.
6: Yeah, I guess, well, I guess, like, <laughs> at least for me, and I
7: don't know if you've got this worked out, is, like, I think it's something
6: that we're both, but, like, myself especially, um, I don't necessarily have, like, an entire answer for that, you know? Like, it, it really just started out as, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just be like our crotchety hermit selves, but like on a spaceship, so like nobody could talk to us and we just like, we'd have like a softball field and we'd have some TV and we could like watch what was going on, you know, down below, but like, you know, we could just like hang out and be grumpy with each other, you know, in space, cause cool. But I think, yeah, but it's also, you know, it's also kind of like, it's, it's also a challenge, you know, I think like the idea of Métis in space, at least for me was also a big challenge, you know, a challenge to, you know, well, what is indigeneity you know and like how how can we think of indigeneity not just kind of like as something that exists in the future right which is what indigenous futurism is all about like we can envision a future for ourselves but we can envision a future for ourselves that's not regressive you know that like how do we build this world that that brings in tradition, and tradition not in, like, the static way, but in, like, dynamic and evolving and et cetera, et cetera, but also lets us do all the cool, like, lasers, spaceships, alien contact, like, badassery, you know, that, like, you know, you see in so much of sci-fi, right? Because, like, we can have all of this stuff, and, Mm -hmm. like, at least for me, it was, like, we're going to have it all,
3: like, yeah.
5: (laughs) Well, and and we started when when we actually started, you know, thinking, doing the world building, um, one of the things that we, you know, we're, like, okay, so post-apocalyptic stuff is like is the thing right now and, and Molly was like let's not do that let's not have to have the world basically be destroyed for us to start over let's let's envision a way that we could start over using indigenous principles um you know and and and, and what would that look like right so we look back at like you know um like our we come from a lot of like uh like kind of like our, our the Métis from where we're from speak a lot of Cree we've we've uh, like I know, my community, there's not a lot of midship speakers. So we, I, I was looking at Cree principles. Um, so we, we, you know, we talked about things like uh, this. This idea of like the Kitsitapway, when just like the great truth telling. What would that be like? We wanted to talk about that instead of reconciliation. So instead of like this idea of reconciliation, where like I don't know, we we just like admit historic wrongs but keep doing the same old crap over and over again, what if we actually went into some serious truth-telling and talked about colonialism for real, broke it down and actually started changing it? That would be, like, that would be truth-telling in the Cree way, you know, in the Métis way. And, uh, you know, and we looked at, like, okay, so how would we build relationships past that if we're, if we're, if we're like, we've okay, we've, we've told the truth, we've, we've really analyzed it, what's next? Well let's go back to the principle principle of like miowetsetuin, which is like living together well. Right? Like what's what's that look like in the future? Okay, so what kind of relationships do we build with each other in the future that are based on Cree kinship on or based on the way that like we have relationships with um, you know, non-human beings as well. So put that into the future as well. And we just took these things as, like, as givens. Like, one of the nice things about science fiction is you can kind of, sort of skip ahead and not not say, like, every little step of how you got there. So we did that. We're like, all right, we're here. We, we accomplished these things. And, and that's that's us building on, like, foundational Indigenous perspectives, definitely from a Métis pers- perspective, because it's like, I mean, I'm, we're using Cree, but I'm coming at it from, from a Métis perspective, like, how we use Cree. And so, you know, what does that look like in the future and And this gives me hope because it's 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 definitely outside of that Western colonial mentality uh, it's going straight to the roots of like of of our communities and and acknowledging the fact that we have foundational principles that are not linked to a specific time, they're not linked to a specific type of technology that we can bring that into the future mm-hmm. so for me it's like that's what that's what i want us to do you know like let's let's stop talking about uh how are you going to reform the indian act and, and stuff let's like let's like bring back the nehiol plot let's bring back the iron confederacy let's bring back like uh, you know relationships that we had before and let's and let's update them mm-hmm. you know i don't even want to go for this track let's go for that track cuz yeah. so i think like one of the things too that we we really wanted to do is we wanted to
6: to move away from not only the way that so much of speculative fiction uh, relies on violence and like really, really extreme violence to get its point across. But we also like, to a certain extent, it's also about us like poking fun at a lot of these conventions in science fiction. Like one of the things that we do is we just skip over this idea of human rights. We're always like human rights, what the heck is human rights? <laughs> Why would we need human rights? Yeah. Like we have responsibilities to the land and we have these relationships and we fill our obligations. And to do that, we need to, you know, we need to have certain freedoms to do stuff. But like individual human right, you know, and that like that just like busts progressive science fiction wide open, you know, like that takes Star Trek and just puts it in a garburator, right? Like Star Trek is all about what are what are individual human rights. Like we take that entire Western philosophical canon, like post enlightenment liberal human progressivity And just, and it. just yeah, yeah, we don't we have to de- throw it out. we don't have to debunk
5: it. We just we just reject
6: it straight out like let's Mm -hmm. not even deal with that yeah and and it just it kind of it does it sidesteps it sidesteps what we see in science fiction and it allows us to to kind of do that in ways that make sense and like you know as as we're building worlds like you know we might find some stuff that like really doesn't make sense you know just big giant plot holes the size of you know that twilight episode that we saw (laughs) Yeah, or the uh, what's it called, Twilight Zone episode? Yeah, you know, just like big ones. But you know, with when it comes to science fiction, you can make that kind of mistake, and then you can just make something up to fix it, right? And that's like that's what we always, you know, it's all. We want to picture
5: the world we want to see. That's that's the big thing. I mean, that's what that's what like settlers are doing with their science fiction, and our science Mm -hmm. fiction is the world we want to see, and it's based on indigenous principles. It's not based on reconciling indigenous principles with non-indigenous principles. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
6: And also, you know, part of the world that we want to see is us just being grumpy as heck up in our spaceship, in like spaceship. watching it all go down. You know, and refusing
5: like, the Nobel Peace Prize because Stephen Harper got it. Yeah, for his, that was awesome. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. we don't want the Nobel Peace Prize. In case you wanted to nominate us, uh, just FYI. But you know, and it's it's the great thing about it too is uh, we just we can we can still do problem solving. You know, like we can. One of the great things that science fiction does is it asks the really big questions, of like. Does humanity deserve to survive, and under what conditions? For example, or why do we exist, and how did we get here? Or, um, what what is truth? You know, those are those are big questions that science fiction asks, and there are a lot of problems that come along with how they ask it. So, you know, big civilization destroying questions, big you know, um, you know culture clash questions, and this and that. And so we can explore that without relying on these things that you see over and over and over again. Because the more that you watch science fiction, I think, and the more that you watch it critically, you realize how much of everything is just a rehash of the same old business and the white guy comes out on top. But thankfully, he's really good hearted so it all works out (laughs) in the end, you know? And we can we can just we can sidestep that. We can we can like not only kind of take out the colonialism, but we can take out things like the patriarchy, right? We don't have to center the white male hero. We don't have to have, you know, like the person of color sidekick who like cracks the occasional joke. We, we you know, we just we sidestep all of that, right? I don't know, if that's all I have to say. <laughs>